Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm going to be on Smilex whenever we get to Zack Snyder. I mean, I'm Alex. (laughs) (laughs) And hailing all the way from Pyongyang, North Korea, we have a special guest today. His name is Britain. Hi, America. I'm Britain. Uh, The last last time you heard that sentence, you were colonized. But not today. Today we're just going to be talking about movies. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I'm very excited to talk about Batman. A movie that I have literally seen once for the first time less than 24 hours ago. It is fresh and I'm ignorant. Before, before I get to the scores and stuff, do you want to tell people your experience with the Batman movies? Sure. Um, well, I, I mean, I've always been aware of Batman, but I didn't really grow up with him the way I know a lot of people did. This movie came out the year after I was born. And it took me this long to watch it, uh, not to <laughs> date myself. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Batman. I, I haven't, I've seen the animated series years and years ago. I think now, though, I've seen all of the live-action movies except for Returns. Have Some, you seen the 60s one? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the 60s one or Batman Returns, but I've seen all the, of course I've seen the Nolan one. You should go watch that one. We, we both gave it an A-. I, I, I would love to watch that one sometime. It's so. almost so different from the other ones that there's, it's no, not like... Watch Batman vs. Yeah. Superman and then watch that. It's, it's... Right. It's, it's oh, well, yeah, and, I haven't, and I haven't seen Batman vs. <laughs> Superman either, so... It is cathartic. I would say. <laughs> it, is, it is what we need. It is, it is the movie we deserve. Yes, you could say, and the one we need. So yeah, I'm 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 familiar. I'm honestly more familiar with Batman through the Nolan verse and the video games and stuff. Yeah. than the uh, actual. It's just kind of funny because so many people hold the Tim Burton movies in such a high regard. You've never even which seen is that. why which is why it was really fun to watch it and yeah. to actually sit down and see what the what the hubbub was about. Okay, so let's get to the scores here. Uh, Batman directed by Tim Burton from 1989. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives. It, it, uh, the movie has 72% critic score and an 84% audience score, both of which are way too high. Tyler, give me your best thing and your worst thing. <laughs> my best thing. I'm actually prepared, kind of. Uh, my best thing is probably going to be, um, I would say, the, the, the feel of Gotham. I think generally that's really well on. Like the fact that it's almost like larger than life and it's it's, mm. it's kind of like. It feels okay. like a character. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 you know obviously little little fantastical and it looks it looks really cool and I, I think that's that's where Tim Burton's directing excels for sure. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing, I don't, I'd I'd say probably in general the the meandering kind of nature of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't yeah feel very. And I think that's where a lot of like my character. I have some character problems and stuff like that. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Can I just say this movie doesn't really have a plot? It's just like a series of subplots that kind of connect because the same people are involved. I'm not. You can't see this at home, but I'm nodding a lot. I'm not used to podcasting. (laughs) I'm the new kid. Is that so, it? But yeah, that's my, my, my best and worst. Britain, would you like to give, give your sure, two cents yeah. or do you want me to go? Um, from my best and worst? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say my best thing about this movie, and this is it's pretty basic, but I, I really felt like uh, my favorite thing was Michael Keaton. Be- and, and the reason for that, I mean, Michael Keaton can't, I don't know if he can give a bad performance, but also mm-hmm. what I loved about his Batman was that his Batman was, was kind of fun. And there was a sense of humor to him, and sometimes it was kind of twisted and kind of odd. <laughs> but there was this, in general, like, this Bruce Wayne didn't seem like a jerk. And I think one of the big criticisms that you hear a lot about Batman as a character, certainly that I've heard about, is that he's so 
self-aggrandizing and he's kind of a jerk but everyone mm-hmm. loves him but he's just so brooding and this Batman didn't feel as, as brooding in this movie this Batman felt more like a normal guy and, and while that's not really Bruce Wayne or Batman I liked watching that and I just liked watching Michael Keaton yeah for that reason that there was something kind of human and kind of this, this, this Batman seemed a little more likely to throw a party yeah. which all, every other Bruce Wayne I've ever seen I'm like why are you throwing a party outside <laughs> of the, the, the facade um, my, I would say my least favorite thing would be I don't like I don't like a Joker backstory. Um, I think that it works within this movie. I think it makes sense. I love that they call him Jack. Yeah, right. right. Jack, and then his last name Napier. starts with the N. Yeah. Well, and it's like, was that was that just easier for Jack Nicholson just learning his lines? It's like, oh, Jack, that's me in the that's script. Me. Well, I think that apparently he thought I was Batman. I was reading on the. <laughs> Called me in for Batman. I thought, why is Robin Williams gonna be Batman? But I'll do it. <laughs> but I really, uh, apparently, they called him Jack Napier. In on, Napier, I think, was the name of an actor on the '60s show. That sounds. Um, I, yes, I've heard something plays, like this before. And also that Jack Napier is supposed to be a play on the word Jackanapes, which, first of all, that doesn't work. <laughs> and Jackanapes is like a, a like a medieval word for like a fool or something. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's I, I I think you're I think you're right. And they were like, no, it's there's context. <laughs> but I, I and, and this is not really a fault of the movie. This is just something I always like when the Joker is this. Who, where did he come from? Who is this guy? He, oh, he's has he always? I, I been would say there? most people agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. that giving him a backstory and particularly having him yeah. murder Bruce Wayne's parents. Having that just, connection was a little too much. I, I've always liked the idea that his Batman's parents were killed <clears throat> by just a yeah. random. Yeah, dog. I kind of like the idea of a Joker. The, you know they talk about it a bit where Batman goes you know I made you but you made me first like, sure, I like sure, sure. if that was like a prevailing theme throughout the whole thing then fine and but even, it's not it's even just brought then, up at the very end yeah. even then I th- I think you you could have done with something a lot more subtle with that where it's maybe more like a, the, a general thing of you know you as representing like crime like just the, yeah. the ultimately the plot point of the Joker killing Batman's parents I'm, I'm not yeah. really on board with that just because I think that's that's way too small of a universe yeah and I mean that's the problem with most superhero movies prior to I would yeah. say Batman Begins yeah. the, the, the universe is and way too small after. and quite a few after we've already talked about several of them but like the universe is so small you, we're only dealing with like five characters yeah. and they just have to run into each other yeah. they have to have these connections right. that way we can more easily build up the conflict yeah, yeah and I just and, and the fact that at the beginning of this movie it's clear that not a lot of people know that Batman even exists yeah. Which is an odd place in the timeline because Bruce doesn't seem new to the idea of being Batman. Alfred's yeah. certainly not new to it. And at no point do they say how long he's been active. Right? Yeah. But then all the criminals are like, there's no Batman. And even the police are like, Batman? I don't know if that's a thing. But then... And then two movies later, we, there, there's like a whole bunch of like magazines laid out yeah, of, yeah. of Batman just on, on uh, Chase Meridian's table. And he's like on the cover of Time or something. He's <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. this escalated quickly. And, the, and so the idea that he's Batman and then Jack Napier becomes the Joker by accident yeah. is not as scary. It's terrifying right. the idea that Batman comes up in his way and that off in the shadows there was this thing happening. Yeah. And then as Batman rises, that thing becomes the Joker. Yeah. Is scary and it's interesting. And, you know, I, I, I do think the backstories are really necessary for deepening some things, but... Not everything needs a prequel. Not everything needs a... The Joker just being this guy that is... Heck, most of them don't need prequels. 
True. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, Negan from The Walking Dead doesn't need a, a, a backstory. <laughs> Don't um, give him any ideas. They will do it. Oh, well, apparently they've already talked about it during the comics. That's a whole other thing. We're doing a but... spinoff show about Negan. It'll last ten seasons, and at the very end, it'll go and finally it'll, reveal it'll, what happened at the end of The Walking, walking Dead. <laughs> oh, now they're going to do it. Now that we've now said I'm, it. Now I'm, because you know they're listening. Yes. Scott Gimple is sitting over in Savannah going, he's... Genius! <laughs> He's one of our like twenty five. They they were right about Ghost Rider, and they were he I think worked on Ghost Rider. Fun fact, huh. which is funny to me that I think one of the greatest showrunners on TV right now uh, it, it worked on Ghost Rider, <laughs> or maybe was it, I don't know he worked on something. I love Walking Dead. That's a whole different episode. But yeah, that right. that, that that was that was those those are my best and worst. What okay, about you, what about you, Alex? I have a couple of best things. I kind of want to say the Prince bits because they are so entertaining and they come out of nowhere and they don't really work in the context of the movie the jo- they make the Joker infinitely less scary yeah. Yeah. yeah like the bit where they're defacing the art there's nothing threatening about it they've already killed everyone so it's not like you you, were, you had this idea while we were watching it like if they were defacing the art and like brutally murdering yeah. people while they were doing it it would yeah. be a lot right. scarier yeah. and, then, and then he walks up to, to Kim Basinger's character and she's just like even more freaked out and terrified but I kind of want to say that but then I also want to say like the last three minutes of the movie because okay. I really love the ending where, where the the police commissioner shows off the bat signal mm-hmm. it doesn't really it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but whatever and then <laughs> and, yeah. and then Vicky Vale gets in the car with Alfred and Alfred's like oh Master Wayne might be working late tonight and she's like I'm not a bit surprised and then the music swells and I really love that that piece of that's Danny a great Alfred, shot too of Danny him Alfred's standing. Like yeah, and as it thing, goes up the shot. building, that's. I think I might go with that because the the Prince thing is like it. It's not a good part of the movie. It's just the right. thing I like. Whereas I think that ending is legitimately very very strong. Yeah. And then my worst thing is Batman killing. Surprise, surprise! That thing I'm going to complain about <laughs> when we eventually get to another movie directed by Zack Snyder. What? Oh, you're talking about Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> Batman's in that movie. <laughs> We right. gotta watch that again. <laughs> Talking about Watchmen, right? <laughs> Close enough. I mean, isn't isn't Batman technically in that movie in the opening? Is it, isn't it like part of the bit is that like his parents get saved at the opera that night? Is it? I think I, think I missed that. that. That does sound right, actually. That's I, interesting. I think that's one of the opening bits huh. on the opening montage scene. Yeah. I really don't dislike wow. that movie. But, like, like, not because of that. But just I'll never like it as much as I like the trailer for it. <laughs> That's fair. But Snyder, I, Snyder movies are, are the, the kings of trailers. That, yeah. is, that is the... He knows how to compose a shot. I will yeah. give him that. But anyway, I noticed this when we watched it because I knew for the third act they brought in a different screenwriter to completely redo the, the third act. Right. And that's when Batman starts yeah. killing people. Yeah. He is actively trying to not kill anyone. He tries, the, he tries to save Jack Napier yeah. before he falls into the acid. Right. right like, right, he's right. actively trying to not get anyone killed. And then in the third act, he just blows up a building, guns people down, throws people down the, the, the cathedral, and then he kills the Joker. Yeah. Well, and him killing the Joker, was that... I might have missed it. I wasn't playing Candy Crush or anything. When, when he was... Because he was holding... Oh, you're him. fully prepared. I was... <laughs> like we normally are. He said meandering plot, and that kind of nailed it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but there were definitely points where I was like... Okay. <laughs> Ooh, a fish power-up. You know, I mean, there are moments. There are moments. But he was... Did he, he just, like... The, the Joker just slip out of his grasp, or was Batman like, Oops, oh, I'm... Brought no, no, no. 
Batman and Vicky Bell are hanging on to the cathedral yeah, yeah, yeah. edge, and Joker catches the the ladder. Oh, that, oh yeah, he's on the ladder. He's on the ladder. Yeah, and That's then right. and then Batman shoots a grapple, so he's hooked onto the gargoyle, and the gargoyle falls off, yeah. and that and the weight yeah. causes the Joker because like fall the, off. the 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 jo- yeah the Joker's That's sitting right. there like clinging to the ladder like hanging. I, I forgot about the ladder. And, and for some reason yeah. the 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 helicopter guys, I guess they can't see what's going on, but they're just like floating like three feet away from from like the ground <laughs> where the Joker could get back to, or from the top of the cathedral, and so he's just like. I, I love I love idiot Joker goons. Like I love that there's a scene in this movie with uh, evil mimes. <laughs> the worst, so the worst mimes ever. Yeah. I I loved that because obviously, like in Dark Knight, you've got this terrifying opening scene with these great clown makeup guys and like in Arkham yeah. games, all this like it's really scary and it's really effective. And in here, he just like it looks like he just enlisted some mimes who were <laughs> bored. No, that's a. One thing I brought up, I was like, "Does Bob like like what's his his thinking when when he's like working with normal Jack before he loses his mind completely, and then he's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm totally cool with him dressing up in, in clown makeup and wearing <laughs> yeah, these ridiculous yeah. costumes, and then I'll wear a leather jacket with a Joker logo yeah. on it.' I'm that's the best part of it. I'm completely that's fine the with best all part of this. about Joker skins is that they are all just literally wearing these. They're like, branded leather, leather they're jackets all branded. with Joker's. It's glorious. But it's not. They're not wearing any makeup or anything. They're just. They got some jackets. They got some sunglasses. Hey. He stole my balloons. <laughs> that was great. I love that part. Bob. I love that. Gun. Bob is my favorite character. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that that was like a buddy of Nicholson's, and he was like, "You ought to get that guy." I can't do a Nicholson. Which, which makes perfect. It's better than what we could come up with. <laughs> you sound kind of like a. Have you played Fallout? Mm, little, little okay, I was gonna say like a ghoul from Fallout, which is probably not <laughs> not far off from what Jack Nicholson actually. I mean, now nowadays, I really think <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not. He's not doing movies. I mean, every day, just Jack just wakes up and he's like, "No, nah, it was in Batman." <laughs> I I believe he's on record saying his favorite role is as the Joker. He loves that. He loves it. I read multiple, which things. is weird because it's not really a very good he Joker. Yeah. Well, and, and well, he, well, the thing, the quote that I read was that he said, "With most characters, you've got these character traits you have to adhere to." That you're yeah. kind of. He said, "But the Joker's defining trait is that he's unpredictable." So the define. So he said, "I got to do whatever I wanted." Yeah. And yeah. it would work. And Jack is crazy. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. And he's been crazy since Cuckoo's Nest. But I would say he gives a better Joker performance in The Shining than he does yeah. here. I could agree with Like, that. he's right. terrifying. The Shining that. is almost a, a, a Joker origin in the sense that, like, the, yeah. way, the way it plays out is, as far as, <laughs> you know, this, this guy that's, that's slowly losing his mind. Like, right, right. That, that works at spoilers for The Shining, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's one kid in Oh, that out. movie that came out over 30 years ago, right? <laughs> but the, yeah, it, it, it came out in eight, 1980, right? Uh. That sounds right. Whatever. Continue. As opposed to this, where whatever, it like came it, out a long time ago. something that I, I there's pointed. one Kubrick purist in Roanoke who's like, <laughs> he's like sweating with anger. Go <laughs> on. That's what people do when they're mad. They sweat. <laughs> Kubrick <laughs> purist in Roanoke might be my my favorite idea of who is actually listening to this. <laughs> When, when they invited me on, they're like, we have no idea what our viewership is, and now we know. There's a cute, he's sitting there, he's got the droog makeup on. Can we change the subject from Kubrick, because I know I'm just going to make people upset? <laughs> oh, anyway. You're my dumb friend, Greg. <laughs> what I was going to say. End joke. <laughs> um, the, but the, the fine part, filmmaker. The part where... Fine filmmaker. <laughs> where the Joker... Um, Goes to or where oh, after, after he first falls, 
And well, first of all, the the thing about him getting the scars is just weird. Where he's got he sh- he tries to is it someone shoots something at him or no? He he, he, he shoots... tries to shoot Batman because Batman yeah, disappears. Yeah. He shoots Eckhart, which we'll have to get to Eckhart. Right, yeah, right. and and then and then Batman shows back up for some reason and he tries to shoot him and he blocks it and it right. goes. In yeah. one cheek and out the other, without like perfectly, without yeah, like missing great. it, it goes through his teeth. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't hit me. I mean, I, I guess right. it doesn't. I don't know. But and then he falls in the the, the chemicals, and you know he gets yeah, yeah, yeah. I, turned into the. I thought it was interesting. It's an interesting idea. It's just it's just I don't it's know. a very weird quirk. But yeah, it, yeah. Uh, but anyway, then because the, like the that, that makes where, sense to me. Like if the acid's like messing with him, like, yeah, why, sure. Why I the mean, muscular structure of his cheeks. And I guess is like, like if and I guess the science is like if it's if it's an open wound, then it would freeze it. And that I, I guess. Know. Yeah, I mean the logic of it is I'm not I don't it's have much. There, it's just yeah. kind of a weird thing, right? But then the part where he uh, gets you know the or the surgeon like the the secret um, you know black market surgeon or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy. Uh, you know, works on him to, to fix Which his I, face. I actually think that's the most effective Joker yeah. being terrifying. He, well, I was going to say, he, he. I mean, he's great. Like, he, he has this really terrifying laugh and, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he's, like, walking really weird. And, but he doesn't kill the dude. Which right. is the part where I would I feel immediately something goes just, off. He pushes the guy to the side, he knocks the bulb out so there's no light and he just walks away yeah. laughing. Which I feel is the point where things kind of go the the wrong. Like I feel like it, it, you know, logically the Joker at that point, if he had really just snapped, you know, that that would be a perfect time to be Especially, like, oh god, this guy's just because you know. they showed the guy's tools and they all look like very gruesome things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and be like, if he grabbed one of yeah. them, and, like stabbed him. With I feel it. like that would have been very effective. But well, I think too with this, I mean, this was made. It, it's it's weird to use the phrase historical context with a movie that came out the year after I was born, but. The, the, something that I had to remind myself of when I was watching it was this movie happened before Batman was what he is now. This was pre Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah. This is pre, which is for a lot of it's, people, Conroy and Hamill are the, those yeah. guys. Yeah. And so I this, would agree. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I can't argue with that. So this time, like obviously they were trying to, they have you know fifty years or whatever comics to go on. But they only use like the first year. Yeah, they, yeah. it's very. Spare. Oh, Batman killed in comics. Yeah, for like <laughs> seven issues. Batman was also red at one point. I mean, let's. Yeah, but... And there's this, at this point, I think when they're making this movie, he wasn't Jack was hired to be Jack. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he was already yeah. famous, and they pretty much admitted that they're like, "Oh, he look good in the clown makeup. It, yeah, and it, it'll be funny." And he's kooky, yeah. and, and he's, he's and crazy. He's very yeah. famous. He's more famous than Keaton at the time, and yeah. Uh-huh. still, yeah. And like, it's he was not cast to reinvent this iconic character because the Joker wasn't iconic yet. Yeah. Um, the iconography was still very, very yeah. The the previous cultural image was Cesar Romero. Yeah, who was in his own way is yes. Great. We, we discussed that last Let last. Me, in the Absolutely, context yeah. of their movie, I think Jack Nicholson is right down the middle in terms of yeah. where I rank the Joker performances. Because, like I said, Cesar Romero, second worst. <laughs> but he has nothing to do in that movie other than, hey, laugh and occasionally say something. Like, he, he has yeah. no bearing on that plot whatsoever. Yeah, if we're talking about the movies, it yeah. shows a different thing. I'm but, saying yeah. in the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I would say Jack Nicholson's probably, like, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he didn't really do anything wrong. It's just, no, it's... And again, I'm watching this with. The Joker to me is Mark Hamill, and yeah, right. the sort of other Joker to me is Heath Ledger. Yeah, and so I'm like, that's the Joker to me. And so when I'm watching this, I'm like, nah, it's not the Joker. But at the time they made it, he wasn't ever supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. he was supposed to be a gr- scarier, grittier <clears throat> version of. And what I mean, Romero was. yeah, th- this is kind of the the uh, 
the movie that's supposed to have set off all of that. You yeah, know, exactly. this, this is a very important cultural movie because this is the yeah. one where everyone's like, oh, hey, superheroes can yes. actually be... Mm-hmm. Well, let's just go ahead and say, no matter what criticisms we have of this movie, we have to respect it for what it did for the genre. Yeah, because yeah. before then, I mean, the biggest... The only, really, the biggest superhero movie was Christopher Reeve, Superman. which, yeah. admittedly, hey, that's... There you go. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. But the, then, the, this is what really kicked and off then it this had the sequels. <laughs> There are a lot of people like Superman 2. Superman I'm not really... Superman 2 is fine. No, I'm, I'm mostly talking 3 and 4. And, Carol Short. and Christopher Reeve will always be Superman. I mean, no matter what, you know, he's always going to be Superman to me. Him and George Newbern. But um, I think that... I think it was like Stallone had some quote about Batman where he was like, this is when it stopped being about... This is when it started being about effects. And it stopped being about guys in action movies like big muscly guys you know yeah. We're, we spend all this time at the gym and now these guys are after and I'm like no, yeah but you made over the top like. he's just mad that Tim Burton cast skinny old Michael Keaton instead of a strong man for you Batman. know they wanted uh, Mel Gibson for that at one point and, uh, and I did not know this originally this was supposed to be an Ivan Reitman comedy with Bill Murray with Bill yep. Murray huh. yeah which that's a whole other that also thing, kind you know. of makes sense how you go from Bill, Bill Murray to a Keaton. Yeah, I, I can totally see that progression yeah. of thought where it's like, well, we don't want to do full comedy. So, Keaton and Keaton, who had largely done comedy up until that point. Yeah, um, I love Michael Keaton, <laughs> and I really think that uh, I think like Rick Moranis was also up for it. Like, I read a list of like these tons of actors that like John Cusack maybe um, okay. that were up for it. Yeah, and I think Keaton was the right call for what what they what they were doing and what the character was at the time. Because um, right now Michael Keaton wouldn't be Batman <laughs> at all. Yeah. Well, people still want Tim Burton to come back and make like another one that's connected, <laughs> and have Michael Keaton come back. That'd be I, that have, I have heard that. I'll be honest. That See? would be kind of awesome. In, in its own, yeah. It, although I don't know, Tim Burton, I feel like has not mm. performed recently. There've been some. Yeah, he's had some misfires. We, uh, Alex and I were talking about this earlier. Oh God, you're revealing his true identity. <laughs> oh no. Alex has a weird name where he has multiple names yeah. that he goes by. Yeah. So, anyway. Don't worry about it. Engelbert Humperdinck and I were, were talking <laughs> earlier. That's for the other half of your demographic, which are 70-year-old men in Saskatchewan. <laughs> who who want to hear me complain about how bad X-Men 3 yeah. is. No, he's exactly right. <laughs> and where was Nightcrawler? <laughs> I used to work at a retirement home, and I'm just picturing all of them being really upset that my crawler's not an X3. Thinking of like the same level of like like anger that that you know they they might have like their their because my 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 grandmother's in a retirement home, and like the same the same level yeah, kind of like yeah. confusion. Oh God, and, you're revealing and, more of your backstory. <laughs> oh no, we came from somewhere. We were born. <laughs> and anger when like the the, the lunch is late or yeah, they're not sure when it's yeah. supposed to. That, yeah. <laughs> Britain and they ran out of the chicken tenders and Nightcrawler wasn't in X3. I only watched The Good Wife for Alan Cumming. I don't know what the point is anymore. And Topher Grace has been on what? Topher Grace has been on. I'm, 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 I'm about to throw away my life alert. I just don't see that. Terrible. That's that's really bad. Does Life Alert uh, do they do they promote on this channel? Or do, they, do they sponsor this? We should totally try to be the first podcast sponsored by Life Alert. <laughs> what a, it's our key demographic. What are three twenty somethings? What, 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 what? So back to Batman. Yeah, what were we talking about? We're talking about Michael Keaton, and then we got onto this. Oh yeah, Michael Keaton will not be Batman today. 
I, I would love a Tim Burton uh, Batman right now because I would love to see uh, Penguin as Danny DeVito. I think that's Penguin, but the always sunny version of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Where it's Penguin just like... <laughs> he, I, I watched this great story. Well, this is for Batman Returns, never mind. It was about a, a monkey attacking Danny DeVito during Batman Returns. Oh, man. Oh, we'll there. That's, the a, that's another. That's another thing. I love that monkey. Whew. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> Do we want to get into the plot? If there is a plot of, yeah, that's, of Batman. So this is what I was thinking while we were doing all our best and worst things. That it, it kind of the best way I think to describe this movie is that it's a series of subplots. Well, well, that it's there was a phrase you used when you were saying that, oh that that it doesn't really work, or at least it it, it none, none of it really works together. But it's 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 somehow yeah entertaining on its own. Like it's it's not you know it's enough where it's actually a, co- a fairly like right, right. coherent viewing experience if not necessarily it movie. was and well, I also at this point again they were just kind of like hey look here's Batman this is yeah here's, this is here's some stuff this is very much something uh, we talked about with the first Spider-Man yeah um, I don't know uh, have you seen that the, fairly true, recently true. Yeah. the phrase and I, I I was listening to some other video on YouTube and, and they brought up this phrase and they are talking about the first Raimi movie I'm right. like that's the word I was thinking of cookie cutter mm. yep it's well, very much we just need the bare minimum Here's Batman. Bare minimum, get us from so, point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, just go. Because we and we talk about this in, in that episode. Um, the first Spider-Man is very much uh, the, the there's a lot of convenience and stuff like that to set up the characters in the first yeah. half of the movie, and then it just, the second half of the movie is just kind of uh, stuff's happening, and oh look, we have a we have a right, conclusion, right. we found something. Uh, this one is that, but even worse, which makes sense because it is you know ten years earlier, or whatever. Um, Thirteen. I, Correction. I'm, I'm using estimates. Get then, right, uh, get math, it right, math guy. Right <laughs> then, uh, but like it, where the initial setup feels like it takes, you know, an act and a half mm-hmm. to get through, and then things just kind of happen from there until, yeah. you know, somehow we end up at this this climax that was not really set up. Because like before he, Jack turns into Joker, it's trying to be like a crime noir thriller type yeah. thing right what well, yeah mm-hmm. and then he starts with with the whole Smilex plot which is kind that of gives, brought around for the third act it gives Batman something to go I need to stop that <laughs> but, he, but he doesn't even really do anything he does a bunch of research on it and he <laughs> just true. gives it to Vicky Vale and be like hey I do, this. I do love the shot of Michael Keaton with those giant glasses I'm like oh <laughs> see I'm smart this, <laughs> this will not be the last live action Batman to wear glasses research Keaton that's what I call him. <laughs> hmm. I like that Batman's like a research nut that he's got like Wikipedia open on one thing. Oh, Anne Boleyn was really inspiring. <laughs> but like, he doesn't really do a whole lot of detective work no. other than looking into the chemicals. And does that actually come to anything? Does he? Yeah, he just kind of determines that that's he just or he that's de- how he figures. He out determines that. the combinations of of cosmetics that cause people mm, to right. die. Okay. And he gives it to Vicky Vale and says, "Hey, publish this." And then people stop dying. Okay, interesting. I missed that. Okay. Well, I, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think you walked out for that for that little bit. <laughs> no, no, I'm dying. I can't take it anymore. No, no, no. Because because then uh, like uh, Vicky Vale, like Batman, like knocks her out or whatever. Like it fades to black, right, right, right. and then she right. just wakes up in her apartment. And then he took the pictures that she was taking of him while he was fighting the goons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did love when the goons almost unmasked him. How they were so slow 
it was they, they took long enough for her to get her camera line yep. up a shot and make a very loud click for them to stop and I get they it. had to have good editing to make sure the audience knows what's happening exactly and I get like, I totally understand why that happened but no quick cuts <laughs> yeah. I would really love though if they had looked at him and because they're goons they're like who is this guy because they don't know about the upper crust they're uneducated and one of them's like guys I can't read <laughs> and so then there's a deleted scene where they teach the the third goon how to read <laughs> and then eventually they go to like publish this thesis on why exactly he gets into a college they're like wait a minute I would just love it they're like it's like the, in the Justice League cartoon when um, Lex Luthor inhabits uh, the Flash's body he's like finally I can unmask I can find out who the Flash is I have no idea who this is <laughs> I would love if someone unmasked Bruce or Batman and just didn't know that that was Bruce Wayne who is that guy I don't, I don't read the papers. Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they ask to check his. They're like, check his wallet. I don't think a guy dressed in a bat suit's gonna be carrying a wallet with his ID. Not until Schumacher, at least. Schumacher would have him have like credit he would, card. He'd have like a trifold, like a Velcro wallet under a little, a little bat magnet to keep yeah, the cash exactly. on it. Yeah. Now I'm really. Like to be prepared. Now I'm really mad at Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Uh, um, a lot of people are mad at Joel Schumacher. I'm not. <laughs> just disappointed. Go watch Phantom of the Opera. You'll, then you'll, you'll get angry again. Oh, never mind. I'm back to angry. <laughs> there you go. See, I remember that movie. God. Um. <laughs> how, how do we feel about the the, the Smilex plot? The, the, cookie cutter. It's a yeah. very yeah. Joker thing to do. And then the the through line is the the 250th anniversary, right? Because that's like what's happening at the end. They're having the big celebration. Was it 250? I think it was 200th. Whatever. And then <laughs> you corrected me earlier, sir. Look who's doing math now. <laughs> Here comes the math. Today we'll be talking about high-level calculus. What? <laughs> and and then they have... Yeah, Joker just kind of takes over the the big parade and right. the police don't try to stop him or anything <laughs> he, just, he just shows up with, with all of his balloons he's throwing and, out money and yeah. I'm like hey man I like this joke it's cool that'd be, that'd be, that'd this, guy, so, this guy tells no, it like it no, is that'd be great Topical. if they had a gag <laughs> <laughs> that's actually exactly what I was thinking the part where he's like calling out Batman he's like ah I'm, I'm ready. I took. I put the, the makeup. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what I was gonna say was, I'm just imagining this bit where Commissioner. We have the best balloons. <laughs> they're really, they're really great. They're great balloons. They're really great balloons. It's a huge problem. I have a ward. The balloons love me. The balloons love me, <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> I have this bit in my head where Commissioner Gordon's like, oh, we have to get the cops. We have to stop him. He's going to just yeah. do this thing. He's probably going to kill people. And all the cops are like, he's giving away free money. And then they just run out yeah. to the street to grab the money. I love that the corrupt cops in this Batman are guys who want free money and a fat guy. Like, those are that's <laughs> In other Batmans, there, they're like this Are there any other corrupt cops in this? I thought it was just Eckhart. Eckhart is really the main one. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he's just <laughs> killed off for no reason. Yeah. Wasn't it because, like... Napier was like, I'm, like, I'm done the, with you, the I idea, guess. No, the, no, Eckhart screwed him over. Because oh, the idea yeah, is that Grissom, yeah, yeah. that mob boss, that, that's kind of... Oh, yeah, like, Grissom's a character. See, yeah. it just it jumps I, from plot point to plot point just kind of haphazardly. I loved Carl Grissom because Jack Palance. 
Uh, this is extremely niche. The Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a movie once called Angel's Revenge, and Jack Palance is in that. That was the first time I've ever seen him, and it's amazing. And so oh, every wow. time I see <laughs> Jack Palance, I think of this great joke from that episode where they say, Jack's not getting paid enough to run. Because <laughs> he was, it was like a whole chasing in Jack Palance. Hey. Was like walking. <laughs> hey! They let Jack Nicholson go by Jack. Why couldn't they let Jack Palance do the same? It'd be too confusing. <laughs> but wait a minute. <laughs> if, what is what is with the, the setup and payoff of you are my number one guy mm. and then Grissom says it normally and then Jack's... <laughs> yeah, he does his whole... You are my number one guy. <laughs> and, then, and then Bob just puts on his glasses like, yes, sir. And then he just walks that, away. That was clear. That was just Nicholson like, I have an idea. <laughs> Well, there, there's a lot of that. In this well, movie. I mean, it's, like, um, I, it's like Tim Burton's not going to say no to that. Well, Nicholson, I, I, I was Especially read on his thing. on his first like really big movie. He's yeah. not going to say no to Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Jack Nicholson's just like, hey, I want to do this thing. Yeah. Well, Nicholson apparently had it in his contract, or like made this rule that he he would never show up to set after or before ten p.m. Or ten a.m. Before 10 p.m. Before 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm all night shoots, baby. Even though almost all of this I is I have to spend my day volunteering at the cat shelter. But Jack Nicholson cat shelter. Jack Nicholson cat shelter. <laughs> Jack Nicholson cat shelter is my new band name. <laughs> come on. But, but, uh, is, he, is, he, is it sad that the best I could come up with from that was, oh, that's where they found Michelle Pfeiffer for the sequel. Their, their first album, album is the, the Kubrick Power Theorist from <laughs> <laughs> okay, new project. This is what I'm working on on, on my next day off. All right. Anyway, uh, the, the, he was had the stipulation in his contract where he was like, "Look, I stay out every night until three in the morning. Like yeah. that's just way, the way I live my life. I'll come into work." And I've been, uh, I saw an interview with Keaton where he was like, "Yeah, so every day he would come in, he'd go, hey Keats, he'd sit in the chair and they start the makeup and he would just fall asleep in the in the chair." And he would say something like, great baseball game last night, and then just knock off. <laughs> and they would do the makeup, and he'd wake up and go, all right, let's make a movie. And then, Apparently, he, it was the highest paycheck for any actor at the yeah, time. Yeah, because he, he got had, a percentage of the gross yeah. and all merchandising. He made like $60 million off of it. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the highest grossing movie of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. And then everybody was going nuts for Batman merchandise. Oh, yeah. Because that, I mean, like that, that was a Batman movie that, like, was totally, yeah, you bring your kids to it. Like, that really was for everybody. Um, at the time, then I've been like, oh, I don't know. But you, now it's You like, mean the part yeah. where Jack Nicholson's burning a guy oh, with yeah, a that, toy buzzer and he just part. turns it all the way into a skeleton? I did love that he was just, like, smoking and then he's immediately a skeleton. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's no, got I, these I really bad, like, red effects, like, on his face. And like, everybody, all the other guys, they were just like, huh. <laughs> well, dang. What a fascinating chemical reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're dead. I, that that was such a weird monologue. Yeah, he has so many. He has so many just weird things yeah. that he says. And what the, we, we, I think we got way off top from of what, something we were going to say a second ago was the the, the way Grissom. Yeah, the way Grissom is involved in this though is is just to kind of establish like how we get here, which is kind of good and kind of bad. Um, that, yeah, he, that really is he, all convoluted. He with, with his off, girlfriend. Yeah, there's it's the it's an error. It's shown that that. Napier is sleeping with with Grissom's girlfriend. Yeah, and then mm. they um, and then or, Grissom somehow finds out about this. Yes, and so then Napier suggests, "Oh well, let's." Or the, in a completely different conversation, um, they're trying to figure out like how to 
I forget what it is. Like something about like Harvey Dent starting yeah, starts looking into them. Get oh get, yeah, get and so them. they peer suggest. Oh well, what if we uh, go and we'll you know, rob Axis Chemicals yeah. and take whatever stuff that you don't want to be seen by the cops. We'll take that and say it was industrial espionage. Yeah, and then it's like, and he's saying that they'll do that. Like Napier will lead that or whatever. Yeah. Or, or then Grissom's like, oh well, I, okay, sounds good. Napier, you lead that. Yeah, and so then um, he goes and does it, and then Eckhart, who is you know being paid by Grissom. Uh, then it gets sent to lead this raid on on the chemicals on the same night, so that he'll kill Napier. Can I just say in in the act or whatever? I love when you see Gordon at Bruce Wayne's party while the stuff is going down. He's talking to one of the cops, and the cops like, "Oh, it's Eckhart. He he's going there." And then Gordon's just like, "Oh my god, let's go take care." of If you know that guy is a problem on your force, why is he not fired? He was he wasn't Gary Oldman yet. He wasn't a go because- get him. Because, this, because in, oh, this Gordon is the most incompetent cop. He is worse than the sixties. I love police. when he just shows up to the the Axis Chemicals still wearing his like full suit. Yeah. He's just kind of like walking. No, and he just walks in. He's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I just love that. According to the Batman timeline, he, he went. It was Ben McKenzie who was his like tough cop. Becomes <laughs> Pat Hingle, who's just like I don't know. And then he becomes Gary Oldman, who's like the king of those movies. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> and now he's going to be J.K. Simmons with like muscles on muscles. Yeah. yeah. Gordon, in this movie, he might be the most competent in this movie because at least yeah. he's actually going yeah, to I mean, place. He, he doesn't. The best part, like in all the preceding movies, he's like, oh, Batman, thank God you're here. We couldn't have done this without you. And then at one point, in Batman and Robin, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but... but Batman and Robin aren't able to stop the crime yeah, yeah, happening yeah. or whatever and the bad guys get away and Gordon just walks in and goes what happened? How'd they get away? <laughs> and then well and George Clooney's just this stand- is all your fault <laughs> and George Clooney's just standing there like what's your job again sir? <laughs> and that's the thing about the, the, the firing the corrupt cop thing is that's a big plot in uh, Batman Year One the really famous yeah. uh, Batman origin comic where but the idea where Gordon is like trying to struggle with all these cops, but he's that are, like a beat. Cop. But he's a beat cop who's trying, who can't yeah. this do Gordon anything about is it. Commissioner, he's, he's already, in charge. He's already, he's already commissioner. He can just be like, "Well, you're you're getting paid by gangs. Well, that's kind of against your contract. We're, we're gonna have to let you go." I would, but there's an Arby's down the street that just opened. I gotta. Does Arby's advertise on this channel? Are they gonna... That that would be much more in line with we, our we gotta... with our sensibilities. I love at the end. My favorite Gordon bit is when the Joker uses his little flower acid thing to, mm. to knock the church bell down all the way, and it yeah. crashes, and it totally blocks off the entrance so the police <laughs> can't get in. Gordon, he leads the, the force for some reason. Like, he's the one going in. Yeah. I don't know why. When you just be like, hey, guys, go in. <laughs> I'll just stand back here because I'm the commissioner. Because he's realized that he hadn't done anything all movie. So he's like, Pat Hingle was like, I need to do something. But he goes up to the bell, and he tries moving it. <laughs> it doesn't budge at all. And he, just... he, he presses it a couple times and like, okay, let's go. <laughs> he says it exactly yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> and just turns around. And they go and like put up spotlights. But still, it's... I, I really love the scene where uh, Batman has... He's saving Vicky Vale and he's got the bat grapple and they're going up. And he's mm-hmm. like, you see that thing in my belt? Grab it. Okay, don't let go. And then he just like immediately drops off. And like that. there's no way that she... I mean, I guess Reflex would just hold on tighter. But I'm thinking if that were me, I would just be dead. Because I, he, she, he was just like, you see anything? Grab it, by, And then he just disappears and she shoots up. I remember showing this to a girlfriend of mine a few years back. And her first reaction... Speaking of backstory. 
and her first reaction because she had never seen anything other than like the Nolan movies but we got to the end of this and her only reaction was the girl screamed a lot for the second half of the movie that's like all she does 23 times really okay according to the IMDB trivia interesting she does not stop (laughs) screaming yep and I'm like, I'm just imagining Batman, like, while they're falling off the, the cathedral at the very end, he's like, shut up, I gotta think for one second, then he fires the grapple. And there's even, like, a pause where she stops screaming, yeah. and the grapple catches, but it's before it stops. And then she starts screaming again. <laughs> it's, come on! <laughs> oh, Kim Basinger. Academy Award winner, Kim Basinger. I, I like her in the movie. No, she does a good job. Yeah. Fun fact, the retirement home I used to work at, her father lives there. Interesting. There was one day where I met him a couple times, and someone was like, "Yeah, his daughter's coming by today to visit him." And I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" But it was her sister, so who cares? <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the... I got so like, wait a minute. Kim Basinger is coming back to can, Athens. Can you you heard it here first, folks. Kim so Basinger had... never visits her father. <laughs> can you sign my copy of Batman, a movie I've never seen? <laughs> Then I left a really angry voicemail and an Alec Baldwin voice. It was hilarious. <laughs> wow. No, but it's, it's funny because Sean Young, the the main girl from uh, Blade Runner, was mm-hmm. originally supposed to be Vicky Vale. Right. But I think there was a horse riding scene they had yeah, planned. Yeah, yeah. And so she was practicing for that. And she, I think she broke her leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she wasn't able to do it. So huh. last minute they got Kim Basinger. I think they were like a couple of days away from filming and they had to get her a flight over to London to be huh. able to film. There were rumors that Pfeiffer was also asked to do it. Okay. Apparently she and Keaton were dating at the time and Keaton was like, that might be awkward. <laughs> so then she just plays Catwoman. <laughs> no. It's, it's not going to last much longer. Okay. <laughs> and, and once again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Do you all know the story about Sean Young reportedly going into the Warner Brothers offices dressed as Catwoman to campaign for that? Oh, wow. And apparently like... Burton was trying to hide. Oh, wow. He, he denies this, but I've heard he was actually like trying to hide from her. That's funny. Speaking of, of other actors, do we lament that Robin Williams never got to be the Joker? I know he was never... I kind of do. ...truly supposed to be. Yeah, it was it was just a way to try to get Jack Nicholson to... to, to it was a ba- and apparently, Williams, apparently, they then offered him the Riddler as compensation. He was like, no. <laughs> and, he, and, and he's an actor who, you know, famously did not make egocentric demands. Yeah. No. But he was like, I'm not doing a Warner Brothers I mean, that's, that's until they I apologize. think, good for him. For I think it's like, totally no, fair. Because they, um, like, they just tried him out for Bay. What, what, I am more excited by the, the, of course, never happened rumor that he was going to be Hugo Strange in the Nolan movies. Which would have been that awesome. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been great. I, I don't know if... But for what, for what they clearly had the idea of the Joker at the time, I think Williams would have would have been really really solid yeah you know? I would have really enjoyed enjoyed seeing that I think that would have been and I just I think he was a brilliant actor just great. anyway I mean, yeah. although what's what's kind of the most sinister thing he ever did I'm trying to think of I mean uh, one hour photo. one hour photo insomnia he's creepy okay. in that I, think, I feel like there's a third one like Final Cut or something where he I think he did another kind okay. of creepy guy movie but um yeah I think that could, that would have been really interesting I, when I first heard yeah. about that that whole deal I was like well I, I kind of wish they just had been like Hey, look, we got we got Robin Williams. That's, yeah, that's, that would have been that'll, really that'll work because that was like he was fresh off of um, Good Morning Vietnam. So, yeah, I mean, which is also a very good movie. He's and he's amazing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, God, the, 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 the last part of that movie when it's not a comedy anymore and it's just like Vietnam War trauma yeah. and tragedy. It's so good. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> check that out. Okay. Yeah, I would have. I would have been really. Inter- I saw this like really long list of women who they were talking about for Vicky Vale, like Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, was one of them, which is that's bonkers. Um, Who is? What is she? Uh, that, that sounds familiar. Veep, Seinfeld, 
Okay. Uh, New Adventures of Old Christine. Oh, is she? Is, is Enough she the, said. The the, the main girl of Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elaine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's that, got like that would have been interesting. She's like forty five Emmys. She's I, awesome. I feel like the one problem the Batman movies have, like all the way through up to Nolan, is that their their female characters are not very well written. And even even Rachel in Nolan movies isn't that well written. I think she's she's certainly better than better what we've had so far. I think Absolutely. she's. I really like her a lot in Dark Knight. I know we're, right. we'll, we'll get there. We have a bit of a disagreement on that. Okay. And I think Catwoman's very well written. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, then, th- I think she worked. But right. then Talia Al Ghul is not so much. Spoilers! <laughs> oh my god, Talia's in that movie. <laughs> Suicide Squad is terrible. What? <laughs> Spoilers! Let's, I'll keep going. I'll take it to the nth degree. Spoiler, you think of. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Garner turns back into a child in 13 going on 30. Take that, America. <laughs> so, Britain, how's the podcast? Well, I'm Grinch in 13 going on 30, and then there was silence. <laughs> I was about to say. Which reminds me of. <laughs> this is, this is the, the most. Of every conversation most... I've ever had about 13 going on 30. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the most devastating attack on America that Britain's had in years. <laughs> It would have been a lot. Remember that time I taxed your T? Well, guess what? Even thirteen going on thirty. It, it would have been so like much easier movie. if I just said Superman's not dead. Yeah. Well, thank God. Because <laughs> he can't be right. He's got. A, you saw that dirt coming off of the coffin. This. That's a very inside voice, and there are five of you listening that will get it, and I know how happy you are. I'm happy. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. How do we feel about the Prince songs? They're they're a very fun song. They are wonderful. Sure. Makes no sense in the context yeah. of this movie, especially because they're trying to go for like a timeless angle, where it's yeah. like, well, people are dressed like they're in the fifties, but we have sort of semi-modern architecture, but yeah. with all these super sci-fi things it's, with Batman's tech. It's tech. very much and the, the Prince songs, the Batman animated series, but they don't commit to it nearly as much. Yeah, sure, sure. Where the animated series has lots of uh, kind of old school cars and. Yeah. <clears throat> you know everything looks like it's this kind, this kind of really interesting mix, which is obviously very inspired by this look yeah. that this movie creates. But this movie doesn't stick to that quite as well. They just kind of, I feel like they turn into a more modern angle as it goes along. I will say the second Prince song I think works. There are only two, right? Yeah. The, the second I one, think there's I actually think there's a third one, but it's like that long. Okay. It's like a a blip. I was gonna say the, the second one they play in the parade. Yeah. I think yeah. that works all right. I think. Movie, yeah. The, the first one with the art scene which I love we talk it. about I love it so much it, it's, it might just be because the art scene I in general love it is so much very weird my That's favorite fun. part is when the Joker's looking at the statue of like the woman up on like one foot and he tries to mimic that and then yeah. he just flings it with one hand and it breaks yeah. for some reason that is just stuck in my <laughs> mind as, pretty... as one of my favorite moments in movies like anything I've seen that's a pretty Joker moment that, that, would, that works pretty well Regardless of the fact that he's not doing enough other Joker things in that scene for me. Yeah. And I, I, I just love that their idea of... Because the, the, the Joker's thing is just vandalism at this point. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm just going to throw paint on this uh, No, tape. we had an idea that it's, it felt very much like like a 50s Batman comic. Where it's just like, oh, the Joker's going to be an artist now. Yeah. yeah. 
Because yeah. he goes that he, he goes that well a lot in movies. Like I'm an artist. I'm a murder artist. Like whatever. like I had the idea of like Batman and Robin, like fifties Batman and Robin yeah. are like running after the Joker, yeah. and they're like, oh, we have to stop him now. He's defacing art, and Joker's <laughs> like, oh, I'm an artist now. <laughs> that or it would it totally would work as well as a uh, animated series episode. I think yeah, mm. just like a one off. Just Mark Hamill doing doing that kind of thing. The, the plot out. just doesn't but, scream cinematic. No, not at all. Well, this I mean. Y- this movie, the development of this movie was Plot. crazy. There's like Plot. 20 <laughs> different influences, and this producer cast this person, and yeah. that writer. He said there's a, they, like, they brought in a new writer for the third act, and there's. It, it is amazing crazy. that this is a Warner Brothers product where it's like too many cooks in the kitchen, but somehow it was able to work, at least for the time. Yeah. And again, at the time, like they really had nothing to compare it to. Yeah, because now we not only have other Batman movies to compare it to, we have other superhero movies, and we have we have some would say an excess of superhero movies right yeah. now. No, it's just every every year there's <laughs> like two or three. <laughs> You're really excited about the Inhumans? Or are you just <laughs> you just waiting on that? Didn't they already cancel that? I have no. Or not cancel? I don't. I don't know what. I mean, indefinitely well, I mean, suspended because they're doing that a lot on Agents of Shield, and I, yeah. oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm pr- I'm fine with a lot of the superhero stuff that comes out. Oh, me too. But, I mean, but there is there is there is certainly a lot of it, and, and there, it there, is there, not all quality. And there's a point for me at least, just where I go, okay, I have to not like this for a minute because I'll hit a I'll hit a point where I'm like, I want to watch all the shows and play the games and I'm just, let's go superheroes. Yeah. But then I'll hit a point where I'm like, okay, I still like it, but I need I need the season break and yeah. I need to kind of go and read something else and do something else. And then I'll come back and I'm like, let's go, Oracle. Why don't you have your own movie? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Oracle's my yeah. favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Supergirl. But hmm. yeah, I, I just uh, the, the, at, at this time, at this yeah. time, there were superhero like serials and stuff, and there was um, uh, obviously the Christopher E. Superman movies. But we should note that you do. Mean, I assume you mean serials like. Serials like 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 little mini like pre before movies, not not like Batman pops, puffs. Excuse me. We have those now Bat for puffs. sure. I mean, but, uh, yeah, they point. had an exclusive Batman serial for the movie when it came out, and they had one for BBS where there was a Batman version and a Superman version. Yeah, because they're trying to get like serial feuds, <laughs> and it was awesome because I would go, I would be in the store and I was like, I don't know who's right. Do you think that that Twitter hashtag blew up? Which is better, you know, Batman marshmallows or <laughs> oh, the Superman Super like Puffs. crunch berries or something? <laughs> oh my god! Oh lord! For those of you who uh, cannot see at home, because I know some of you can, uh, Alex, Alex <laughs> has sunk into an existential depression, and he's just staring. Into the this, abyss. This Why Warner Brothers? Why? This happens about every <laughs> every four or five episodes. I will say. He needs, to, he needs to recharge that, that, every now and then. Plug See, back in. And that's great because I thought last week was supposed to be my recharge because we both gave Batman an A minus. Yeah. Right back into the dumps. <laughs> and and I really, I I, I really, uh, I was talking to my mom, my mom today um, about this, and she said, "How'd you like it?" And I said, "I liked it." I said, "You know, as as a." As a cultural phenomenon, which this absolutely is, yeah. And I was actually telling Tyler earlier today. Now that I've seen Michael Keaton say "I'm Batman," that was really cool. That's he a, nails the voice. It's, yeah. a, it's a great moment, and I it think was and it was a cool other, moment for me as an audience member because yeah. I went, "I'm witnessing this is a big thing to so many people," and now I've seen it. It's like you know seeing the end of like Casablanca or something, mm-hmm. and, and that's really really powerful and really cool. I said, but as a movie just on its own, separate from anything. It's fine. 
Nothing about it really makes me mad. Nothing about it just yeah mystifies me. But I think Michael Keaton does a really fun job. Kim Basinger's uh, gorgeous, and Nicholson's fine. Uh, Billy Dee Williams as Harvey Dent is oh, yeah, we a great little cameo. Can I can I just say I love the bit where they're like, "Oh, we have to stop using cosmetics," and they show the reporters, yes. and they look so yeah. terrible That's without awesome. their makeup. That is a- Fantastic and then, guy. And then it immediately cuts to the mayor talking to, to Billy D. Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it looks like Billy D. Williams just has tons of product <laughs> in his hair and he <laughs> looks great. I'm I like, think that's his immune. I think Billy D. just used so much of that in the. Like, just in his regular life, he couldn't get it out. And he's like, this is just my hair, man. <laughs> Continuity. We know, we also, Who needs it? I want nothing more than a Billy D. Williams Two Face. I really wish yeah. we had, could have had that. That would have been cool. Yeah. I don't need him to be Lando in the Star- new Star Wars movies just because I want to stick with the new characters, but I really need Billy D as Two-Face. Mm-hmm. I, I can oh, agree man. with that. <laughs> the, we also didn't even mention, I want to say it real quick, uh, Knox? Was that his name? Yes! The reporter? Robert Rule. He's actually... I, I think it's pretty good. He's funny. He's pretty, a fun he character. great comedic timing yeah. in the movie. I love his constant non-committal hitting on Vicky Vale. He's yeah. like... Hey do, you want, hey, do you want to get married? No. Okay, well, hey, do you want to... <laughs> we need to go investigate this crime. He's just, like, always throwing out, like, very yeah, overt, like, like, can we get dinner? Avail, will you marry me? No. Would you buy me lunch? Maybe. Just, I eat light. <laughs> and he's, like, and he's trying hard, but he's also very, like, whatever. Although, it, it like, is very odd for him to, like, when he realizes she's she's a photojournalist, he's like, well, yeah. if you're gonna... If you're gonna take pictures of me nude, you know, you'll need a long yeah. lens. I'm like, this is their opening dialogue? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really hits it off let's well just, with the ladies. Let's go. See, here's the weird thing. In the next yeah. movie, there is a <laughs> there is a reporter character who is dressed pretty much like Knox with the trench coat and the mm-hmm. hat. He's got a mustache, but he serves like he ha- he has nowhere near as much screen time as this. Huh. This hmm. is Knox in Returns. No, no. Which, no think... that's, that's what I'm saying. I think he's supposed to be Knox, but it's not Robert Wool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's I, barely in the movie. Well, I read somewhere that Robert Wool's character was supposed to die from the gas, but they liked the character so much they let, let, let him live. Okay, but he doesn't really live to do yeah. something cool. It's not, like what, it's not like it's not like they went. Wait a minute, we've got you know this really like heroic thing from to do because he's just kind of like this annoying reporter. When, when you get to Batman Returns, you will quickly realize continuity between these movies does not matter in gotcha. the slightest. I'm really excited. To, I've never seen that either. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to watch. Although it. they do, they do address what happens to Vicky because she's not in the second one right, either. Right. Well, they have to get a new gorgeous blonde woman for every movie apparently because you've got to go from Bay Singer to Pfeiffer to Nicole Kidman to Alicia Silverstone. Well, that's. It, she doesn't have a romantic relationship with Bruce Wayne in that. It's true, true. He, the uh, audience has to have someone to... It's like some supermodel that, that's in that. Oh, yeah. That has, like, zero lines. Right, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, because... I don't remember. Yeah, well... Huh. Batman Robin's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Real. We'll get there. Um, I was going to say, too, uh, how, do you, how do you guys feel about the end there where uh, Batman, after he swoops through and, and mm. saves all the balloons... So well, first of all, the the thing where he flies up above the moon, which is wonderful. It's, I love. <laughs> I know a beautiful you, shot. That's the thing about this movie. Everything great, and it makes no sense. <laughs> Print scenes, no sense. Bat flying up in front of the moon, no sense. That honestly looks like something out of Lego Batman. Batman, no Batman, yeah. just standing up on they the top of a building, that. just yeah. looking at the bat signal, no sense. But it's great. It's a great shot. Yeah, um, it's great. 
I was going to say that, and also, then when he flies back down, and he's just got all the weapons on this bat plane, yeah. just launching right full force at Joker, every single one of them misses, Joker pulls oh, no, out... No, 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 he has his Star Wars copyrighted targeting computer <laughs> first. And, and everything misses him, even though he's trying perfectly hard to try and just blow no, Joker no, but up. Like, it, it... The targeting computer pinpoints on Joker and even has like a little beeping noise going, Yeah, we're gonna hit him. Yeah. Oops. And then and then and then it just completely does not hit him at all. And then Joker pulls out his his revolver that has yeah. a a, a super extended barrel barrel that doesn't make any sense. And he, he shoots one bullet and it, it goes right through the cockpit of the bat plane and crashes and, and somehow Batman survives this massive explosion that ensues. And it's like well, Huh? I also love that the Batmobile in this movie is kind of just a really nice car. Yeah, I I love the Batmobile. It looks great, but like it doesn't. And I understand the you know budget and everything. They didn't have to have all these like kooky gadgets and all these crazy things. I love how it needs a grapple hook to turn. Right. It's clearly the limitations on the car. I get that, but just in the context of the film, like it's it's just turning. Yeah. (laughs) It needs a hook to be able to turn. I also I did love the the opening credits. Uh, which is one of the few like quintessentially burdened things about the movie. When he travels through the bat. When it goes through the bat. And I, I, I love a Tim Burton opening credit sequence because so many of them, like Smitty Todd and all this, yeah. have those kind of... It's, it's actually an opening credit sequence. Yeah. And I really enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of like the old MGM musicals when they would have play the overture mm-hmm. over the opening credits. Yeah. Um, except it doesn't bore me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, West Side Story, but you're... Stop it. Isn't that the movie that opens for like the movie takes like twenty minutes, minutes yeah. without anything happening? Because there's there's, there's the it's shot of there's a shot of the skyline of the overture and they still have another overture where they show what happens in the movie and then they have the opening dance. <laughs> it's by the time the movie's actually started and I I think West Side Story is great. But, but yeah, it takes yeah. so long to get going and there's nothing there. Yeah. But Burton kind of takes that same concept and does something really kind of fun with it because these neat visuals and yeah. I want to say really he, he he said he thought of that as like a metaphor for Bruce Wayne's mind how there's not really a whole lot left sure, in buddy. there except <laughs> the bat okay you do you Tim Burton all right this, this is the biggest thing that bothers me about Tim Burton's take on Batman mm-hmm. he is clearly not interested in Batman mm-hmm. well he had never read the comics see, because he was see, he's, very, a child. he's very contradictory about like whether or not he he's read comics or stuff because yeah. he's like because apparently, like, when he was walking around the studios trying to talk about people getting a mail, like, he had Dark Knight Returns with him. He's like, I want it to look like this. He was given that by the producers, yeah, yeah. But then he's quoted as saying, I would never read a comic book. Well, I think he... I know that somebody, like... Oh, Kevin Smith. Yes. Like, gave him a lot of crap for it. And then Burton later was like, well, I didn't read comics when I was little because I was dyslexic. So Although that's I, why that happened. I want to say that, that was Kevin Smith just being joking. Like, I Oh, he was, he was. Kevin serious. Smith wasn't being... He wasn't... Yeah. I don't, I don't Kevin know Kevin Smith doesn't have a mean bone in his body. No, no, he's a, he's a, a, a sweet. Giant when we get man. to Batman vs Superman, can we all can we also talk about Kevin Smith? <laughs> we can talk all you want about Kevin Smith. I, Kevin Smith delights me. I, I love Kevin Smith, but the man is a fanboy to the utmost extent of anything and everything. Yeah. Have you guys seen um, the the video of him interviewing his or his daughter interviewing him? No. Oh, hmm. uh, it was the, she like asked him. Oh, about for the like, award winning yoga hoser. For yoga hoses, yeah. Like, who, what was the best act you've ever worked with? And he said you and he talks about like and he like starts crying she's like, so sweet it's Kevin so Smith quit crying it's You're crying and he's, and he's about like, everything and of course you know he talks interminably yep <laughs> he's such a such a giant teddy bear um uh, 
but I, I, I really, I really love some of Tim Burton's movies. Yeah. yeah. And I, and this one I feel like is it's really hit or miss. Isn't again, it? is right. This one I feel like I, is right on the middle because again, this was kind of as he was creating his own visuals anyway, his own iconography, and he was just hired to do the movie. Yeah. And so it's not really that Burtony, uh, which I think doesn't doesn't which it works fine for Batman, I guess. But for Burton, I was like, come on, give me some, come where's on, the, where's the, let's the, get nuts. Where's the, where's the pastel <laughs> come lawn on. furniture? Come you on. know. That Tim Burton was the one who wanted the Prince songs in the movie. Uh, it, it has to be the absolutely. case. That is absolutely. right up Tim Burton. Tim, Tim Burton's all about mainstream <laughs> pop music. So, yeah, that's Call that, Me Maybe I, was his. Song I do wonder summer. how much. I mean, you know, you talked about the the third act, and I know you you were saying just in general that this movie had a lot of weird development stuff. Just I, I wonder how much of his actual vision came to yeah. because I feel like there's just weird crap, and I, like I was just saying the the scene. Something we haven't mentioned the the weird scene between uh, Batman and jo- or Bruce Wayne and Joker. Oh yeah, where I love. There's that. just this weird moment where Bruce Wayne's at, in uh, um, Tim Mazinger's apartment because he's like, "Oh, I, I got to tell you, I'm Batman," but he he can't say it. Mm-hmm. And then Joker conveniently comes in at the same time, and then because hey, this universe only has ten people in it, right? And then uh, Bruce Wayne just ran or like Joker's like threatening him, and he's just randomly like. Come on, Joker! You want to get nuts? Let's get let's get no, nuts! And he pulls out this this like fire stoker thing. Yeah. Well, he starts by talking about Jack, and it's supposed to be Jack Napier. Right. And it's like, why are you trying to agitate this this yeah. crazy man? And then, and oh then, wait, Batman's crazy in this universe everyone, too. Everyone, <laughs> all of Joker's minions or whatever, like pull a, a gun on him or something like that. So that basically, he's he, he can't do anything. He made mistakes. And then he had his wife so you want to get nuts? Come on! Let's get nuts. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, but then right after that, yeah, they all pull a gun on him. And then Joker's like, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And he's like, where did this come from? What is happening? Michael Keaton's reaction to that is the best. Because he, he's like looking really serious and he's just like, what? That, that wasn't in the script, Nicholson. I think, I, think that was, I think that was when like Burton and Keaton were like, remember Beetlejuice? <laughs> you want to just, wouldn't it be funny if... Like Michael Keaton, like if if that's the performance we're going with, he would have been a better Joker. Yeah, he would have been a great Joker. Yeah. I really love. He has the bill for it. I, I genuinely love his take on when he's trying to say I'm Batman, and, yeah. and he can't get it out, and then she walks away, and he kind of mouths it. Yeah, like I, on our, I think that's a, a really good piece of acting, and it's a, and it's it's a it's an I don't sad is a weird word, but it, it it's a it's a kind of touching moment yeah. in a way that. It, the, the, it shows his humanity like, in a way that both this and Returns especially don't really do all that much. Yeah. And, and it's a part of his humanity that's a lot more relatable and it's not yeah. self-aggrandizing. It's yeah. not, oh, I'm so human because, oh, my life. Yeah. yeah. When Lego Batman's going to fix all of that. but <laughs> It's going to be the best Batman movie. Oh, I know it for Batman sure. Movie. But then, but, but it's this moment of like I needed that after Batman vs Superman. I needed that trailer, <laughs> yeah. just the trailer. But it's, it's this great moment where he, he 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 can't say that he's Batman because it's like he has to admit this thing about himself. And you're like, he's never told anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's this, and it's not like no one can know. It's I, I I've never shared this part of my life with somebody. Yeah. And, and it's, it's this. I really love how he's trying funny. to explain it. And he's like, yeah. You know how people, they get up, they kiss someone goodbye, and they go to work, and, you know, and she immediately goes, oh my god, you're married. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm, and not, it's kind I'm of, not married. It's kind of comedy, but, like, that's the kind of Batman that I yeah. think is a lot more relatable yeah. and a lot more likable. Um, also, because we haven't talked about him, Michael Goff is a tremendous Alfred. 
Uh, yeah. Great Great Alfred, one of the only like stalwarts throughout the Burton right. Schumacher stuff. Him and Pat Hingle. Him and Pat Hingle. <laughs> the worst Gordon ever. Keep, stuck keep, all the way through. Keeping it down. But I really like Michael Goff as Alfred because he's he's just so sick of everything already. <laughs> he's just like he's, the opening gags with him where they're at the party and yeah. he's following around Bruce as he keeps leaving like. I, and I love that he gets right. At the he's just like, can, can I complain about the party scene and how Bruce yeah. Wayne is an anti-social weirdo? Yeah. And see, this is where it, it starts to bother me that he's not like traditional Bruce Wayne, right? Because everyone would guess, hey. That antisocial weirdo who, who nobody ever sees him at his parties, kind of yeah. like a Gatsby type almost. Right. Like, oh, I wonder who who's got the money to be able to spend on, on these fancy bat yeah. toys, yeah. And, and who lives in, 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 in that yeah. creepy gothic manor outside of town, yeah. like right. <laughs> and I really and I, I love in that scene with Robert Wool and the with all the weird statues. Yeah, and he ad libs a line about the wicker people. <laughs> like, oh God, no! And and I I thought of this while. Well, we were talking about it while we were watching it, and I, I thought, you know, maybe that's hinting that oh, this is stuff Bruce collected while he was around the world training. Right, right, right. Of course, they never really go into that. I think there was a there was a, a draft where he was gonna train with Ra's al Ghul, Raish Raz. I don't know. Okay, Raish yeah. Al Ghul. Um, <laughs> for for the, the, apparently that's not uh, a bad casting choice. Again, apparently this movie they they had twenty seven ideas and they just sort of went well eh, we can't do that now we can't she broke her leg you know it's just <laughs> we got Keaton Keaton go do something yeah and he was about, like, apparently couldn't hear from inside the, the yeah. bat thing and huh. Jack Palance is having hearing problems during the movie oh and Michael Keaton like permanently damaged his leg from one of the kicks that he had to do it, like it permanently screwed up his leg I love the fight where he literally just kicks a guy a few times the guy like keeps. Knocking the guy with back. the swords? The guy with the swords. And he just runs back. It was almost like the thing in, Ra- in Raiders. Yeah. Where in here's like, yeah. come on. And he shoots him. So, to bring up Kevin Smith again, he says that the, the producer, John Peters, who is a renowned crazy man, okay. who just has these weird ideas, apparently he told Kevin Smith the reason the movie made $250 million was because of that scene with the guy with the swords. <laughs> Because the word Why on the does the Joker henchman have two samurai swords? Because the word on the street was, you guys, the movie's fine. There's a scene <laughs> where this guy's got two swords. It felt very... It's so tight. When he's actually hitting him and he's blocking him, there were that was, that was neat. It yeah. felt like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was also like, um, vaguely like Shredder and Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. This weird kind of thing. Yeah, that 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 was, and I love that he, the way he beats him is he just he just kicks him a couple times. Yeah, and then Bob shows up and Bob's oh, Bob. like, oh come on, and he just drops the knife and runs. Bob's my favorite character. Oh Bob, why did he have to bite the dust? Yes, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and Joker just kind of shoots him. What what is it? Is it he stole my balloons? Why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? Can I just say I love the bat plane? I love that one. Looks great. That one I wish looks great. when they get to Dark Knight Rises and you have the bat, I right. wish it looked more like this. Yeah, it was like it was like compact and yeah, yeah. Like in in the Dark Knight Rises, it doesn't even look like a bat. It looks more like a like a giant beetle or something. Yeah. Like if it had like just a little bit extra to look more like a bat, mm-hmm. right? But I, I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. Minus yeah, the Gatling guns, because why? And the, and the clearly faulty uh, tracking system. <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. 
This is perfect. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful movie. It makes no sense, but it's great. Which I have to remember about like this the, movie. The iconography... That, that is what I'm going to say about this movie. Makes no sense, but it's the, great. The iconography of Joker standing there as all this stuff is exploding and rounding. Like, that's Absolutely. really good. That's that's great, but it and doesn't like, make he, any sense. And he has, like, no fear of death. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, letting it happen. He's like, ha! It, but... Oh, hey, that was lucky. It's very similar to to uh, the the Dark Knight when you got the There's Joker. a couple of scenes in Dark Knight that, like, com- they, they are very similar to this, right. and they completely subvert it. Right, yeah, the, the, the it's moment like, in the Dark Knight where Batman's like, running down the Joker on the Come on, the, I want you to Batman. do it, I want you to do it, come on, hit me. Yeah. It's almost like Nolan saying, hey guys, I know y'all like this movie, but there's some stupid yeah. stuff in and, it. And then J- Batman, like, of course, turns around, like, as opposed to this. Or like when be- Batman throws the Joker off the building, he doesn't just let him keep falling, he right. catches him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those, yeah, I, I would, I, it would, it, it's the same thing we talked about a bit with uh, the Batman sixty six movie. How there's some weird stuff where you just gotta feel like he, he went back through and he watched this and he just put in touches of stuff like that. That the Dark Knight has a lot of stuff that feels like that, and and Batman Begins we talk about some stuff, but and Dark Knight Rises and Dark, all right, yeah, yeah, we, I think we determined that pretty much like all of the, uh, the big uh, for for your uh, sake since you weren't here last episode, all of the big like end of the, the movie finale stuff came from Batman 66 for the three Nolan movies. Like, it really does... There's cool. a part where he's running around trying to get rid of a bomb. There's oh, wow. There's a... Uh, and he has the, the famous line, uh, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And there's there's a, a dehydrator machine. Oh. That, okay. that... It's like the microwave emitter from Batman yeah. Begins. But it does the... Where, where everyone complains about the microwave emitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How it doesn't actually hurt the the water of people's bodies. This one only dehydrates people, and so he, there, it's it's oh, just awesome. a little strange. I'm just saying. We were watching that. And I'm like, he can't have just done that. Could <laughs> yeah, he? and I feel the same way. About like, I, I did not believe it. I'm I like, bet because I bet that Nolan, outside of his movies, is just like a jokester. He's like Clint Eastwood. He's just bro. like always throwing out jokes. He's just like, wouldn't it be funny if? <laughs> and and but yeah, I feel the same way about this with with. The, that scene of, of Batman running down on the Joker where it, it really does feel like the exact same type of scene where it's, you know... Yeah, there's no reason to shoot. Come on, him. hit me! And then, and then you know, of course, in The Dark Knight, Batman turns away, which is what he should have done, right. but whatever. No, this is third-act murderous Batman. Like, I think... I know, but I think it would have been... He's killing people! In order for... And I was going to say you should have it, it... It should have been that he's, like, start trying to fire down at him and then he, he turns, you know, the, the gun yeah. away while Joker's just standing there, you know, arms raised, but... Uh, I don't. I would rather him not have the guns on the Batplane at all. So, what well, in the movie? Did they? I, I don't remember. But there wasn't a scene in the movie where, like, Batman specifically says, "Like, oh, I don't kill," or "I try to no, avoid no. killing." But, but, but he very actively tries yeah, to yeah, save of, people. Yeah, no, keeping and, in the first see, I'm fine with that if you have a Batman who kills people, but there needs to be a point to it. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Right, and there has to be a, you, you've built to this, like, you've created this. Like that's one of my problems with Batman versus Superman. And you know, people can argue back and forth whether or not, like, it's fine that Batman's killing right. people in that. But I do not believe in the context of that movie, it makes sense for him to be killing people. Mm-hmm. I think, um, especially I think... because of his character arc, and then right after he has his big character defining moment, he just goes back to killing people. Yeah. I think Dark Knight Returns is what they gave Keaton uh, for, like... Batman, Batman doesn't even kill him that. Zack Snyder's right. like, oh, he kills him that all the time. 
He doesn't. <laughs> You're still on Zack Snyder. <laughs> because he... That's... Because he's constantly like, Dark Knight so, Returns. I like Dark Knight Returns. Hey, did you know I like this comic book? It's called Dark Knight Returns. Like, he's constantly... No one's ever t- heard of it. <laughs> can one of the franchises just be Zack Snyder movies? So just so we can review Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> I just... Because I've seen it once, and I don't remember anything about Is it. Is it any good? I don't remember. Okay. I, I, I used to read those books a long time ago. The, the most I remember about I that movie is the scene in 30 Rock where Matt Damon is a pilot boyfriend of uh, Tina Fey, and they've been, that's been an in-flight movie for like three months, so Matt Damon just like quotes it all the time. And he's like, you think these people get to demand whatever they want just because they get to fly through, sky, the, th- fly through the sky like the owls of legend. <laughs> and like there's literally a part where they play audio from the movie and Matt Damon just looks really sad and lip syncs to it and it's such a beautiful moment <laughs> and that's my favorite that's, I need to watch 30 Rock it's a beautiful show really and that's my favorite movie in Zack Snyder's filmography just because it, it, it makes no sense that he made it <laughs> well that movie th- those books I remember being like horribly violent Oh, sure. It, it, it's very strange. Oh, wait, never mind. Books, it might be right up to Zack Snyder's I was say, alley. It's books about owls, but they're like... It's like Redwall. There's right like now, yeah. hearts getting ripped out, and, oh, and it's it's intense. And so I'm like, okay. And then Snyder's guess, like, well... <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, I don't want to write a stupid kid's movie. And then he looks and he's like, wait a minute. Oh, I, wow. I get to show owls getting horribly but eviscerated? The, but this the sounds movie, amazing. The movie's not R, is it? No, it's PG. Because it, it's made for kids. I'm, I'm sure it's not. I think they kind of watered it down, yeah. yeah. Zach, 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 Zach Snyder's doing it through gritted teeth. like, I am ultimate version of this. <laughs> so Snyder Guardians the whole extended cut. I want it so badly. <laughs> Extra hour and a half of footage. That, and, it's really, all just and it's really just him with like action figures just like <laughs> smashing them against each other. It's the PG thirteen version. Did that come out before Sucker Punch or after? Because that might have before. Okay, that's why it was like, fine, I'm making Sucker Punch, and it's gonna (laughs) be that's what he got. It's gonna be girls in fetish costumes just killing samurai. That's what he got for not making Guardians of the Whole R. Yeah, (laughs) and there's there's just like blood coming out of his eyes, and he's like, (laughs) you know, sad thing is wrong. I don't even think Sucker Punch is R. I think that's PG thirteen. It is. It is. So we, he can't keep getting away with this. We need the Zack Snyder extended cut collection where he just goes back and like makes all of these. I couldn't handle an R-rated sucker. I, I really like Sucker Punch. I don't. That movie is already really upsetting. Um, like every male character in the movie except for Sam Shepard is horrible, and <laughs> women are just treated terribly without like a a, a, a point to it. Yeah. Without like a narrative, like criticism. It's just like man, women they sure have it rough. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Zack Snyder sounds, telling yeah. the... He, that's his pitch to the Warner Brothers executives. Sure he rough, just right? has this charming wink and smile, and he's like, <laughs> women, they sure do have it rough, don't they? Anyway, <laughs> leans leans down on his, his knees, and they're like... <laughs> you got it. Anyway, video game atmospheres and kooky songs, which I love. <laughs> that's my movie, and they go, fine, go for it. Get that Abby Cornish everyone's so excited about. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, Tim Burton's Seminole Batman Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, I think, is, is really important to bring in here because I that, that's have you read that? No. Okay, that is. I think it's very similar to this. I think it came out around. I think it was 1986. I want to say. Yeah. Um, Before you get into it, this at least it makes sense. Yeah. The plot is relatively coherent. Right, and and there is a point to it. Um, there is a point to it. But there are I, themes and ideas. The, that that book, I think has suffered a lot from people kind of over over hyping it. I don't want to say overrating because I mean it, it, I don't really like people that word. People saying it still stands up as one of the greatest 
comic books of right. all time. And I I would mostly disagree. Like putting with that. it up there with Watchmen, I don't think. I I think works. Watchmen is as a as a comic still is the seminal start here if you have never read a comic before yeah. thing. If you've never read a, a mature comic before. Whereas Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, I think it's aged a lot. I think it's got a lot of kind of weird uh, proto-Frank Millerisms where like as throughout his career he got weirder and weirder and just more like over the top and just like what are you doing Frank Miller? Right. Um, but the, there's, I think it's got a lot of problems. I think uh, there's a lot of things in it that people kind of give a pass because it's it's oh it's the big thing that started Batman being dark in comics or whatever, which it didn't really. There was some other stuff before them, but that was the big one that everyone read because they were like, it got popular. Right, yeah. It was easy to, to read. It was in contained story and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I I would say these two movie or that that movie and that comic are very very comparable. I'd say they're pretty much the same kind of deal. Where it's when they came out, they were amazing, and I I get why they were. I can see that when I experience them, but they are they have not aged and they do not hold up to the, what we have today in a lot of ways you know be, it would be it would make me so happy if it ended up being there's an, a deleted scene in this where they do the bit from Dark Knight Returns where he's like oh it's rubber bullets I promise <laughs> and I'm just like take that Zack Snyder <laughs> I think it, I think Tim Burton said something about like the movie kind of the, the Batman kind of bores him that yeah. Was like, oh, that's that's what I was I was saying was earlier. Like there there are parts of it that I really like, and it was a cultural phenomenon. But I think it was that more than it was a great movie. Yeah. And I completely agree. Without any malice or any kind of really criticism of the movie, I think it's good. And again, this is just what's so interesting to me about this is that we're you know in our twenties talking about this movie in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Um, and having grown up with this as being like this is Batman. Yeah. yeah. And so now to watch it through that lens, whether we grew up with it or not, is such an interesting thing because for us, going to the movies, movie theater, and seeing Batman on the big screen, I guess really my first was Batman and Robin. But for me, it was Dark Knight. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I was very young. I wasn't, I was maybe seven. <laughs> I don't I care. Really, <laughs> I'm still so, so Couldn't really appreciate it. But it, but for me, it or was... not appreciate it. Yeah. For me, it was Dark Knight. Like that was for me going to movies and seeing a bat, seeing a Batman movie. So that inevitably is my frame of reference. And so it's just really interesting to see how this movie stands up because I'm sure anybody who you know was of whatever age they needed to be when they saw this in yeah. 1989, it might be listening to this and going like, "Oh, you guys are missing the points." But I think it really, I think historical context is the name of the game with this, yes. and I mean that in the best way. And there are still good things about yeah. it. This is not a bad movie. It's just it's it's. <laughs> it is a it is a movie that is such a product of its time it's a dated movie it's a dated yeah. movie yeah absolutely but I can't call it a good movie I was gonna say I, I don't think I can call it good but I don't think I can call it bad either I yeah. think I think, da- I think dated yeah. is the best word for it because you can certainly tell that it was made very much in the sensibilities of the time and, and that sort of thing and I think even though it's and, and we have very similar criticisms about the Raimi movies uh, right. maybe right. not quite as extreme uh Actually, yeah, probably, probably very similar. Honestly. There hadn't really been other Spider-Man. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Yeah, that was that was kind of a new a new. Yeah, and thing. and and now we're watching this. We have, I don't know how many animated series of Batman have there been? Like three, more, something like that. More than that. There's tons of animated. There's, there's like Batman. five or six. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of animated Batman. Five actors have played Batman. Right. Yeah, five actors have played Batman in live action movies. We all have all these different things, and we all and then there's a video game. All of these ways that we can consume these characters. Right. And so at the t- when this movie was made, 
it was Adam West or it was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there had been kind of maybe other little things here and there. Yeah. But that was what you knew. And so I totally understand why people were like, it's Keaton. It's yeah. this. This is the, what the Dark Knight is to us. We were like, oh my God. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Same way. And, and, and maybe, I, I mean, I think, I mean, Dark Knight is fantastic, oh, obviously. Yeah. But I think in a lot of ways, the way that Dark Knight is not comic book Batman right. where it's you know it's very much Nolan's grounded Batman which is a very cool approach to it wonderful and, uh, approach we'll get but, there yeah. um, but I, th- I think that it feels more comic book Batman to me than this I mean sure sure for sure but I'm the, well that's what I'm saying though is that you know Dark Knight we now at least for us you know where we don't have I mean you have some nostalgia for this movie yes you, you've watched it since you were a kid I hadn't yes. really seen it a whole lot um, I was gonna say I have nostalgia for all four Burton Schumacher yeah. movies um, which is weird <laughs> I was gonna say comparing the Dark Knight to this movie, you know, it's to me it's like, well, I mean, no contest. Dark Knight, obviously, that's that's right, the, right, right. this is pinnacle Batman. It's the best Batman movie that's, that's come mm-hmm. from all that. Um, I'm really curious to see if you know when when the Dark Knight came out, 2008. Mm-hmm. So you know, 19 years later or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, when 20, we have yeah, when... 20 years from now, we'll see if Warner Brothers. I hope they, well, if we they get, well, put some stuff together. We'll, we'll see. You know, Affleck has got the Batman coming out. Right. Maybe that could which, be the you know, and, and so, yeah, when, when the next generation who grew up with their own... Because I think Batman is now one of those characters where no one... You can just keep bringing in new actors to play Batman. Because yeah. we're all used to it by this point. I would feel weird if they tried to make a new Iron Man. I'd feel weird if they yeah, tried to make a new... Because that's a much more consistent universe where they, they very much are... are these this are is the rules. But there have been like Batman that's like, yeah, we had Adam West. We Batman is kind of something that is out there. And so it'll be interesting to see if people go back and go, yeah, Dark Knight is, you know, it, how is it it's, aged? And yeah, how is it, if people are like, oh, well, you know, it's pretty good, but, it, it, you know, they don't yeah. they don't have the, the, the you know... Whatever they're going to have later. I don't know. That, that, it's kind of hard to tell what... And, yeah. But if they ever do, you know, come up and make another really stellar Batman, I think, they, I think a lot of people have kind of written that off. I think a lot of people have already been, been like, oh... We're never going to get another Dark Knight. That's that's the end of that. You know? I, I don't. I, I, think, I think it'll happen. I think eventually they're going. Someone is going to get their stuff together and make an incredible Batman movie. Again. Especially because Dark Knight is as make good as Batman it is. great again. <laughs> <laughs> going back to topical references, <laughs> Batman or Dark Knight rather is such a specific thing, and I mean this is again something we'll we'll cover more later. But I've often said like Heath Ledger, as amazing as he is. Heath Ledger's own, only works for that universe. Yeah. And Mark Hamill works for just about any universe. Yeah. But with this, with with Dark Knight, it's it's going to be easy to make a great Batman that's not like Dark Knight because Dark Knight is so much its own thing. Yeah. It's so specific. It's so its own. And that, it's really, it's also interesting that Dark Knight and this Batman 89 are the only Batman movies to win Oscars. Dark Knight won for, I think, sound and obviously Heath Ledger. Yeah. And, you know, when, when we get to Dark Knight, we'll talk about the effect. Because I, I have a thesis that Dark Knight changed the, 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 the rerouted the Academy Awards, but we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, a, a, the 89 Batman won for Art Direction, huh. um, which I think is interesting. Which is well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. And interesting because I feel like this has the most subdued Art Direction of the Burton Schumacher yeah, Batman movie. Oh, once you, After oh this, it God, it just goes nuts. All subtlety is thrown out yeah. the window. Which is, which I mean, from just an, a, a wow, they built that perspective is gorgeous. Yeah. Because that's, you know, I, I've seen terrible movies where I go, yeah, but that set is amazing. <laughs> like, that's an yeah. incredible thing to look at. Those costumes we, are we stunning. We just recently talked about Prometheus. Sure. Oh, which, yeah. Beautiful. Right up that alley. <laughs> gorgeous movie. Um, but then, you know, <laughs> there you go. <sighs> 
looking back on our scores, dear God, why did we do that? <laughs> so I, 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 my, I guess I don't know if we're kind of summing up or kind of wrapping up here, but I feel like with this Batman, it, it, it's all about timing. Um, yep. That's the nature of it. It's a, it's a, it's a neat movie. Michael Keaton gives a great performance. Is he a great Batman? I don't know. Uh, is he a great Bruce Wayne? He's not really. He's not really playing Bruce Wayne. Mm. But I like what he's doing. And Basinger's gorgeous. And Nicholson is Nicholson. Nicholson you know, yeah. he's doing his thing. And and and. But if this hadn't happened, you know, yeah. none yeah. of the other stuff would have. Yeah. You wanna? You wanna get? I'm get trying to think of any other minor things I want to yeah. nitpick or make fun of with this movie. Because <laughs> I feel like that's usually what I do at the tail end of these things. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, this thing. Oh, by the way. Like for Spectre, I was just like, I had a list of nitpicks. I'm gonna go down this list of nitpicks. I didn't like his shoes. <laughs> it wasn't that intense, okay? <laughs> I'm sad. Oh, I, having talked to you about James Bond, I wouldn't. Well, be actually, too one, one last thing. You reminded me because because of, of Spectre. The uh, so Christoph Waltz is in this movie. Yes, uh, he's playing Blofeld. <laughs> he's, he's, this is the movie where no, this is the movie where you get the backstory of Spectre. For, and and for just his, like, it's just it's all in there. It's just a subtext. And just like Spectre, he's barely in it. So you couldn't <laughs> oh tell. my god! Um, but no, uh, I was gonna say. So I've had this. This has come up several times. It's come up for Spectre. It's come up for. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh no! So, so basically, I've I've I think we talked about with the Wolverine. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a couple of movies that's come up for, but I really don't have much problem with rushed romances in sure. movies because pretty much I'm just like these are two attractive people. This yeah. is this is not. And you got to you me. got two hours. You I gotta. Mean, it's it's like well, it's, so specifically he's addressing the scene where Vicky Vale just shows up in the Batcave, which I know people like to make fun of that. Like they're like oh well that too why, why uh, that's is, not even why does so much yeah I know but what? Alfred's Alfred's just like oh well, Vicky in the cave here you go <laughs> no worries Everything's Alfred's fine. like I don't care. Alfred is the worst butler in this <laughs> but I love it because because he... Bruce is like oh hey I'm gonna be out of town for a few days so you know don't try and contact me and she's like she's talking to Alfred okay so I'll see you guys when you get back oh back Miss Vale we're gonna be here for quite a while Alfred you're fired <laughs> but 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 she she pretty much is trying to profess her love for him and him. They get into the bare minimum of Batman's motivations and why he's doing what he's yeah. doing, which yeah. it's it's a it's a solid scene. But I wish there was more stuff. Oh yeah, like we get that. The, we do get the first Batman origin, which is nice. Batman. I mean, aside from the the Jack Napier stuff, yeah, we get the first Batman origin. It's well shot. It's a very good. It's well shot, and I like the fake out at the beginning that they. You, oh you yeah, open, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a neat idea that they show that it kind of mirrors like Batman saves. Some a right. family from what his family went through. Right. He doesn't save them. He just stands on top of the building and watches. Oh, oh, that's right. And then he shows up later while they're counting the money. That's right. Mm. Maybe he was like, "I wonder if this will go the same way." <laughs> Man, this what's what? Ooh, Man. Ooh, maybe they'll get shot, and then I can make him Robin. <laughs> He's just going around looking, watching young boys just waiting with their for, parents, but, waiting for one no. of them to get, to get orphaned. But but the idea of Robin doesn't come from the kid; it comes from Batman because he's like, "I've read the comics. I know what's supposed to happen." Batman's like, "I saw a Robin today, and I really think that would work out for my buddy." But we're saying about the rush romance. Oh, oh, anyway, the but yeah, and they the, throw around the love word, and I'm like, "Well, yeah. that and and, and the, it's like they, they've only known each other for like a week. They sleep together most. right away. Right. I really never have this. I, I got okay. Once you're done with this, I got one thing I got yes, to get to, and and then we'll we'll do Wrap it. Up. It's, but yeah, that. That is not something that ever really bothers me in movies because I yeah. get it. I th- I think that I think 
that's just generally how things work is that stuff moves a lot faster than, than people and plan for Especially in a movie where the whole story is not about will they get together. Yeah. It's, yeah, if, it, if it's a whole chroma, you know, sure, yeah. take your time. But really, it is, really it is one out. element of a whole... I, agree. I feel What way, bothers me about it is she's like, oh, are we going to try and love each other? And he's like, uh, I'd yeah. like to. And, and I'm just thinking, oh, the relationship was that serious? I mean, I know y'all... I'm just saying, if you spend a night with Kim Basinger... <laughs> Again, this it's is two th- attractive people. That's, that's what I keep in mind. It's, this is not... This I'm, is not, not, I'm not completely thing. on the opposite end of disagreeing with yeah. you. I'm kind of like right in the middle but, where I'm like, I see both angles and yeah. I kind of... I don't know. Yeah. But I feel, I feel that way... I just want to bring that up because I, I feel that way all the time yeah. about like this. I feel that way about Spectre. Um, some of the other ones we've talked about, I don't remember. Uh... I know, I know. The the first one that really made me th- realize that I think about this way differently than anyone else is Age of Ultron. Oh, which, sure, is, which sure. we haven't talked about yet. But uh, between Black Widow and, and the Hulk, yeah, where they yeah. have a romance, and it's it's kind of a romance that's already made in like like pre done before the movie yeah, starts. Like yeah, they, yeah. that happens in between movies, and I'm just like, okay, I'm, sounds good. They're mm. you know it's fine, and then like everyone else just immediately. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, they're the trying to do interesting character stuff, and there's there's some stuff with that. Like they have some very like. Personal yeah. interactions and Avengers and everything like that. So I don't. I, I have just, problems within it, but that's a whole other. Okay, yeah, yeah, whole other. Episode. Yeah, that's we certainly can't, something. We can't get into that. But I'm just. I just watched that yeah. and I was like, okay. And then I realized later that everyone hates that relationship, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, okay. But I, that comes up all the time for me, where I just do not. That doesn't. Yeah, it's just bother like, me. It's like okay, we have to get okay. Cool, it's done. Yes, Let's keep yeah, going. Move on. It's fine. Yeah. Why? Why is Bruce Wayne sleeping upside down like a bat? <laughs> that was Michael Keaton's idea. He wanted to show that Batman was kind of twisting. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton says, and Kim Basinger goes, "I don't know who Batman is." <laughs> Are you kidding me? Michael Keaton said that his his background in comedy helped him because it helped him be more like inward. <laughs> and I'm like, Michael, <laughs> you're wonderful, strange. and you should have been nominated for Spotlight instead of Ruffalo, but. <laughs> This is this is not. That is a scene you cut in the editing room. I I kind of love it because he isn't. He's not even really doing like sit-ups. He's just like chilling. No, because he's he's moving his arms. I cannot tell if it's supposed to be. Oh, he's sleeping upside down because Batman. Haha, get it? Or he's doing like some sort of exercise. I can't tell. I kind of wish he was facing the other way. He was like, "Hey, (laughs) morning." No, No, but it's like. Vicky is investigating the Batman. Yeah. He knows this about her. That's one of her defining characteristics to him. He's like, it, it's like, uh, he's hiding it right out right there in the open. She's like, oh, is it, no, is, he's is just he, a gymnast. Is he just trying, <laughs> is he just like assuming, oh, she's she's drunk, she won't, like, remember this? <laughs> she's so hungover. And then the best part is, in the morning, he's not even still up there. He's laying on the couch. Oh, yeah. And she, like, yeah. wakes him up. And it's like, none of this makes very weird. That whole romance was amazing because he comes over. They sit at the too long table, and that was genuinely funny. And that was supposed to be funny. And he's like, "I've never been in this room before." Yeah. And then they go to Alfred, and Alfred talks about ta- about horse riding. And then they're walking up the stairs, and she's like, "I'm kind of drunk." He's like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. And then she wakes up, and he's he's a bat, and then he's on the couch. Although I do want to know how he asked her out. Oh uh, yeah, because. Clearly, he doesn't ask her out at the party because he leaves to go do Batman things. I swear he he says something like, "Give your number to Alfred" or something like that. I don't think Maybe so. I swear there's a throwaway line. I think there is. There's got to be something. But, but I remember there's a scene. I just can't remember what the lines were in that scene. But, but anyways, it just cuts to to Knox and Vicky Bale the next day, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going out with Bruce Wayne," yeah, and, and Knox is freaking out, which is great. Oh, 
and and one final thing um <laughs> touching on that uh the part there's the part where uh for the art scene uh vicky vale thinks that she's got a date set Do up with most Batman. art museums have a restaurant tie-in thing it's obviously just this, it's it's just this at the, at the it's fine. have you have you never been to the george Seurat wendy's <laughs> Very tiny little dabs of ketchup. It's it's hey, pointillism. Hey. It's ketchup pointillism. This is so inside. But there's one art major in Roanoke who's like, I love Kubrick and pointillism, and oh, he's nailing it. Is, is it the same guy? Okay. It's the same okay, guy. Okay. I thought I got we were, you, buddy. I thought we were reaching a whole new demographic. But that's why he loves Barry Lyndon so much. Is because it reminds him of George Seurat. <laughs> I totally know what you're talking Who about. Who wouldn't want to go to a <laughs> Wendy's? I love how they call the, the museum like the Flugenheim. Yeah, the, yeah. after the Guggenheim. Like, are you... It's because of the Guggenheim. Yeah, I but, know. Come but... on. Anyway. I don't know George Seurat. No, but I, 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 got the, I got the reference. I just thought it was way too on the nose. <laughs> it sounds pretty this is also in the same scene as Evil Mimes, it's which... True. That's true. Mimes are evil. <laughs> The only thing worse than mimes is clowns. Oh God! <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying was, uh, she she gets convinced that she's set up on this date right. with Bruce, how and they never explain how Joker tricked her into thinking that she has this oh, date with Bruce. Yeah. She and just kind of like calls him later, and she's and he she's like, "Oh hey, hey. I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be a little bit late to, to the to dinner." And then, yeah, and then Alf- like, Alfred tells him, and then he's like, "Wait, I'm not meeting her today." <laughs> and then not only does Bruce wait on her to show up late. She also has to wait what is clearly a long time because they do like a little fade in. Yeah. And then the Joker shows up, murders everyone, <laughs> threatens her, and then Batman comes in to rescue her. Well, you said you were going to be late. Like, I don't know. What? The... <laughs> what? See, by late, I thought you meant like an hour. I didn't think you meant like five minutes. If she says ten minutes. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry, I was converting between... Pacific time. It got me all confused. Okay, you can argue over Michael Keaton's performance and whether or not that's a good representation of Batman or not. The Batman plot-wise in this is terrible. He is terrible <laughs> in his job. Where, does, where do we think uh, Gotham is in America? Do we think it's like East Coast, West Coast? Like I think it's in an alternate dimension by itself. Because it's clearly Chicago. It, it's yeah. it's kind of like in, in the, the Grinch movie when they go to <laughs> Whoville and it's in a little snowflake just on its own. It's kind of like that. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. I love that you said that with just a little bit of whimsy. It's kind of like Gotham is in a snowflake on its own. But, but what is that's the, not what, what is going it's for? In, it's in Mr. Freeze's lab. What? No, what I was going to say is: it, is it a snowflake or is it like? I don't know. What? What, what would? It... It's a little hair on a what? bat that's flying through the. Oh my god! You're totally right. We're creating. We're getting too. We're getting too deep in the lore here. This is this is what Nolan wanted to do, and they wouldn't let him, so he made Inception. He's like, in my idea, Gotham is just one of seventeen it's, layers. It's actually in Batman's one, mind. It's actually one strand on the Scarecrow's mask. <laughs> it's funny because uh, what's his name is in both of those. Kevin Murphy. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And on that note, do we want to get around to our Let's final grades? Good old Batman. All right, all right Tyler, go, go ahead and uh, g- give us your score. Okay. I think I'm going to go with C-. minus. Okay. I'm a little harsh, but uh, the, that's the it, it, it feels like... C for us is average. Yeah, yeah I got you. I got so, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, it, I feel like there's a lot of problems with it. I, get, yeah, I think that's a very similar score to what I gave Spider-Man 1. I, I um, think that I might feel, be the exact score. I feel very similar about that. 
No, you guys Spider-Man want to see plus. You <laughs> hack fraud. Well, I mean, this movie is 10 years older. and You like Sam Raimi more than Tim Burton. Sure. Correct. You. I mean, I, I probably do. All right. <laughs> Oz the Great and Powerful over Frankenweenie. Gotcha. <laughs> I've never seen Frankenweenie. I rented it today, and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and I'm excited. So, yeah. <laughs> Take that. Like how you're using that as like a I know some sort uh, of no, using the Frankenweenie thing as like a comparison of why I'm wrong, but you haven't seen it. So now I'm better than you. <laughs> Lord, what's your grade, uh, Alex? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a C minus as well. Okay. And, and oh, you gotta you gotta come up with a new spot for Chris grade, don't you? Yeah, I I, I should just have like a little honorary member <laughs> category and just like whoever's here at the time just um yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my my appreciation of this movie is is nostalgia. Like I feel like if I had no nostalgia for it and I was watching it for the first time, my grade might be in the D range. Honestly, because there is no plot. Yeah, the performances are good. It looks great. It sounds great. But beyond that, there's not a whole lot else here. Right. And this is really Tim Burton's greatest weakness, Mm -hmm. which is weird because this isn't really a Tim Burton movie, but it still has like the same flaws of a Tim Burton movie. Right. I don't know. I like it. Uh, we'll have to get into an, a discussion about w- what's the best of the Burton Schumacher movies because I know we a lot of Batman and Robin and don't want to talk about Batman and Robin because I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh, this is clearly the best one, easily." And I, there's an argument to be made. I think yeah. I think the argument would be between this and Batman Forever, which we will get to. Um, but the, the 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 staunch fanboys will be like, "Batman Returns is yeah. the greatest movie ever I, I, made." I know, and we will get to that one too, but. I, I think there is an argument made, and I think I think when you really look at these without like any sort of filter, it's very interesting to see how they've warped over time and culture cultural look outlook. I yeah. guess, like I said, I I it's very much like the first Raimi movie where I I appreciate everything that it did for the genre at the time, yeah. and like everything that we got after that, like the animated series is very much inspired by this, right. and pretty much only got made because of this movie. Right. So it's like, I'm very grateful to everybody that was involved for making the movie. Yeah. But on its own, it's not the greatest mm-hmm. piece of work I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm going to go B minus. Okay. Okay. Um, because. Oh my God. <laughs> because of. I, I think the, the, the cultural impact does so much. Okay. For me. And again, I. Come on, Pitt, work for me. Because <laughs> of. Of when I watch it, it's all stuff I've already said tonight. But you know, I'm I'm really glad that I finally seen what is a really big movie, especially in a lot of the circles I run in. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> um, this is a big, guilty as charged. This, this is a big deal, not and me. I'm I'm not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> now we're talking about. Spent like two hours talking about Transformers three and four. I hate my life. <laughs> Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm. I don't know. There's something very special about this movie, and it's the kind of movie that it's not critic proof. It's not immune no. to its problems. It's it's its problems are definitely there, but I think at the end of the day, the the, the cultural impact of this movie is going to be so huge. Well, but even that's interesting because eventually, the people that grew up with it. We'll forget, and and they're not going to be the yeah. ones. We're going to be the ones to be like, oh, Dark Knight or whatever. Just like how uh, the greatest movie of all, was like Citizen Kane was considered the greatest movie of all time for so long, and then it was like Schindler's List or something yeah. because the generations change. Yeah. Um. And but I I just think this is such a seminal movie, and we're always going to look at it as, even if you hate everything about it, 
it's the reason we have the superhero boom. It's yeah. the yeah. reason all this, the rest of this stuff happened. And and it probably helped Burton get a lot of his really good movies made early on. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he could say for, he can still say it, I made this incredibly, two incredibly successful movies. So they're like, sure. I have this thing called Edward Scissorhands. You <laughs> yeah. know? And they go, go for it. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, I've, I mean, that, I think uh, the you know someone might argue, well, you know, this this is something that that could have eventually, or you know, this started the superhero boom. Well, eventually that was going to happen. It really didn't have to. There, there was no trajectory. Yeah, there was certain like this movie did not have to be good enough to yeah. to start that kind of impact. Like, and and it wasn't like because Superman was so much before this, <laughs> it wasn't like well, Superman was already happening. But it was, there, there weren't really superhero oh, movies when Batman. First was one came out in 1978, and by the yeah. point that this movie came out, Superman was done. Yeah, and three and four killed, and it. Supergirl was this huge and Supergirl crash. happened, and they had made like, well, and like Masters of the Universe and stuff, but those aren't superhero movies in the same way. Yeah, those we were pretty more much like, just had some. I mean, like like I said, like there some serials and some of like yeah, the yeah, old yeah. Uh, the older cartoon like the the. Super Flasher cartoons I was thinking yeah, too yeah, like, yeah. like I know that wasn't from this time but yeah. just like that was no, that all we was really had bad. we I, just had this foundation of well there's some good cartoons and, and stuff. then this came out and after this there was a Flash TV show in the early 90s mm-hmm. and obviously the, the animated, animated series and which so I, think, I think was probably very important for keeping the yeah. co- especially during the 90s where they kind of struggled to really get anything off the ground there wasn't really a comic thing I think I think that alone, the yeah. fact that this is kind of the reason the animated series got made might be enough to say this is this is why this is so important is that yeah. eventually this this growing kind of like interest in superheroes yeah. was created for this generation that started with this movie. And then we didn't have another huge huge one because then you could say like, well, was it Spider Man? Was it X Men? Like, because right. those were kind of around the same time. Right. But you had superhero movies kind of throughout the 90s yeah. there's little piecemeal they weren't, kind of they like, might not have been very good but people were like oh we can make money and there was like, so let's keep trying hey here's Blade here's you know here's the first action movie. here's Hellboy of you course know, here's of course it was the 90s so everything was dark and gritty but, right and, and oddly cartoonish at the same time <laughs> yeah Roger Corman's Fantastic that, Four except for Roger is the, a work of art <laughs> I was gonna say the, the Herald of Hope in a, in a realm of, of dark and gritty <laughs> crap it's some light and 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 happy crap. So it, 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 th- th- this is a movie that is all about. This is a spark. This is not a flame, but this is the start of something. Yeah. And and that's always gonna gonna matter, even if I you know never really cared to watch the Spindle Chime on it again. Yeah. Um, and and I think honestly, as as legacies go in movies, that's a pretty great thing yeah. to hang your hat on. So. Yeah. All in all, well done, guys, but also shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this was fun. Thanks for letting me uh, yeah. visit, guys. Had a good time. No no problem. This is our longest episode ever. And for Except good. for maybe the combined... Uh... I think that was just an hour and a half. Maybe. Because we were so... Well, random. thanks for hanging in there, Roanoke <laughs> and uh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> is that all our viewers? Do we have ones in anywhere else? And hi, mom. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And hi, Kim Basinger's dad, who you know is listening to this. Probably. Almost certainly. Well, it's almost like she visited. <laughs> oh, and it's sad. I'm so know- sorry, Kim Oh, Basinger. and I know what he looks you're like, probably, so I can see him. In you're probably room. a very nice lady. I'm sure you visit I'm your father sure often. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do the sign-offs. <laughs>
Hashtag Kim Basinger shaming. If you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. We need friends. Yeah. Um, All we have is Britain. <laughs> Hi. You can find us. You can find us. Uh, you can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And uh, what's what's the other thing that I would say? No blog. Yeah. There we go. You're the one who remembers this. How does that work? He just starts reciting all of our contact information. So even including the links that we don't know we had, like through the deep web and that sort of no, um yeah, we have a blog at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com and and that should be everything, I hope. Uh I, I, yeah, please please I, get I, in, co- in in contact with us. Tell I'm us gonna, why we're wrong. Tonight I'm gonna attempt to sleep upside down and we'll see how that goes, because I'm a bat. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Oh, My best part is his reaction once Kim Basinger leaves because he's just like, oh, I feel terrible right now. I'm like, it's because you slept upside down. <laughs> Blood went to your head, you idiot. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, oh, all right. That that was not whatever. <laughs> Bye, America. I'm method acting. <laughs> Stay rogue, everybody. Love Happy you. Ann Arbor Day. Love you. <laughs>